2: With me, the dolly dropper, James Hurl, and the king of the hoppers, Joss Elliott, for your latest dose of all things Albury Cricket Club and Shropshire Cricket League. How do you, Mon? Welcome to Cow Corner. So, welcome back to episode eight of the Cow Corner podcast, and what can we say The nights are getting longer, it's getting darker, it's a lot colder, uh, which can only mean one thing, the season is sadly over. And on the bright side, indoor season's on its way, but first of all, before we get onto it, can we just say a massive congratulations to the one and only WEM Cricket Club. Uh, Double champions, won it last year, won it this year, back to back, and also won the Birmingham League playoffs. So, congratulations from all of us from the Cow Corner podcast. Tonight, on episode eight, I am joined by, as always, the man himself, Joss Elliott.
3: So, I'm no longer a club hopper.
2: (laughs) The club hopper as well. How are you, James? I'm good, my man, I'm good. Good, good.
3: Uh, Can I just echo Hurley's um, congratulations to Wem? Fantastic achievement. They've been knocking on the door of the Birmingham League for many years. So, well done, boys. Enjoy, I hope you have a great season up there next year. And uh, we've only got one guest this week, unfortunately, but he's worth his weight in gold. It's none other than Beacon's Jamie Martindale. How are you, Jamie?
4: I'm
2: good, thanks, Joss. Thanks for having me. Good no to way, be back. Apologies welcome. for missing the last one, sorry. Yeah, quite busy photoshopping pictures of our podcast from what the rumours the rumors would be told, but we think we've got a solution to that, but maybe we'll talk about that later. But not any- me. Yes. But anyway... Um, Got lots going on tonight and lots that we wanna get through because it's been a really interesting last few months of the season and lots that we've got to dissect. And just what can we expect tonight? So tonight we're gonna to look at, uh, we're gonna review the season. We're gonna look at, in
3: particular at the fun month and um, we've got a new quiz, which I'm gonna be running a bit later on. We're gonna discuss the permutations of promotion relegation. Looking at the uh, league standings at the end of the, uh, the end of the season, we've got an interview with Alex Taylor, who's Wellington second team captain. We've got a new feature, Ask Jamie Martindale, and we're going to have a quick chat about transfer rumours now that the season's over.
2: Yeah. So, as always, Cal Corner getting to the things that you want to hear about. <laughs> well, we hope anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not just some useless drivel, but no, yeah, some really exciting stuff. And I'm I'm really looking forward to getting into what may happen with the ups and downs. First of all, before we get on to that, a big thank you to everyone who's started by following our Twitter. And if you haven't already, why aren't you? You know, <laughs> some really great content on there. Okay. And it's been creating some really good debate. And yeah, we're already up to near 200 followers, which, you know, for a little podcast like ourselves, really good. And hopefully we'll keep you going with lots of bits throughout the season. Um, I've got to be honest, James, I'm not sure I follow it, actually. But I'll tell you what, I'll do it right now for you.
3: <laughs> I don't, have got Twitter.
2: <laughs> so we now have a Twitter and a Facebook. So all you need to search is for Cow Corner Podcast. I think on Twitter it's at Cow Corner Pod. There we go. There you go. Follow, you a follow 182, I am. Follower 182 for you. Fantastic. Hopefully by the end of this podcast we'll have over 200. If we do... That'd be amazing and we'll try and do like a little giveaway on the next podcast. What if Shropshire
4: Banter win the giveaway? Where do we send the prize to for Shropshire Banter?
2: (laughs) St George's, I think. Um, But anyway, um, moving back onto the podcast and what's going to be going on tonight. The the main thing I want to ask you guys is, it's been a while since we've met and Jamie, it's been a while since we've seen you. What have been the main things that have caught your eye in the last few weeks of the season? Joss. Um,
3: I've been looking at the, um, the Premiership, really. As I say, WEM, fantastic achievement for them, but more look at the repercussions of them going up and how it's going to affect relegation from the Prem and promotion from Div 1. Mm. Obviously, Albrecht's one's first play in Div 1, mm. so we're quite interested in that. Really, really close battle at the bottom of the Prem in the end. All Scott ends up one point above St George's. Unfortunately, Bermier ends up bottom. I think they'll go down regardless. Mm. be interesting to see the, the knock-on effects of WEM going up.
2: Yeah, that's going to be really interesting, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll
3: talk about that later on, anyway.
2: Yeah, well, we'll talk about it in our season review, but then also kind of we'll bring it up when we talk about where we think it's going to go on, because you ask a whole host of questions, along with things that will have knock-on effects for the leagues below. But anyway, Jamie, how about yourself? What's caught your eye in the last few weeks of the season?
4: Uh, well, it was the last game of the season in Division 1, which was Schiffner against Frankton. Um, both clubs wanting to go up. Both clubs looking to finish in the top three. Um, and it was more or less a playoff, wasn't it? Whoever mm. won um, finished in that third position, and Frankton came out on top by two wickets. Mm. Um, so they finished third, and then possibly winning promotion. Obviously, we don't quite know that yet. Mm. Um, Tom Wilkie, eighty-one not out, sums up a, a really good season for him. Caps, caps, a really good season for him. Um, but for me, that was a stand standout fixture mm. um, in Division 1 anyway for for the last game of the season. Yeah, the
2: amount of times that I've heard people talk about them being on the other end of a big knock by Tom Wilkie this season has been... He got
3: 150, didn't
2: he? 150, yeah, odds, yeah in the honours board, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, you know, I'm <laughs> losing run, count. Run, people are talking Russia. about how, many, right. how much he's got big runs. So, mm. you know, going on to our transfer rumours later on, it's no surprise for me anyway, to see that he is one of the main people that's being named as possibly being touted from clubs, from the division above. But again... But if, if, they, if they go up,
4: then you'd think that then he, he, would might stay. Even, but he might not
2: want to go, yeah. To be honest, I have my own opinion. And, but anyway, we'll, we'll get on to that later as well. It's a big topic, Transfer Rumours. Mm. It's what we want to hear, isn't it, really? mm. For myself... Um, I've been really interested. The other end of the league, Division Six, VI, Division Seven, have had a fantastic end of the season. With Division Six being an absolutely outrageous league, with three sides battling to go up and down, with only like a few points going into the last few games. Uh, again, we'll go into it later. But I think it ended up with like, in Division Six, you had Colin Gillsfield and Willie all separated by three points going into the final two games of the season. And into the final game, six points separating first and third with second and third tied on 306. Absolutely fantastic league. And then the bottom three had four points between the bottom side and ninth with two games to go. And even above that, if you look even further, there was nine points between ninth and eighth. So it was all to play for in those final games of the season in Division 6. And it ended fantastically. In Division 7, you had the top three who were all separated by a handful of points and first had to play third to confirm that they could win, with Lillershaw playing Hall and Lanny having to go to Forton and Again, we'll talk about how that ended up later on in the podcast. The yeah, an absolutely fantastic. There's no <laughs> pun there, Josh. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and absolutely fantastic. And it's been some fantastic ends of the season. And again, we're really looking forward to getting into all these topics and talking about all these divisions before talking about how we would rearrange these leagues. But yeah, before we move on to all that, Let's talk about the feedback.
3: So we're going to talk a little bit about the feedback we've had from uh, from the last um, podcast. And we, we do really value your feedback. Please keep it coming in. You know, we, we'll, we'll talk about it on each podcast. And it's, it's just reassuring to know that there's people out there listening to us and that they care. And uh, we, we're just really encouraged by the feedback we get. So Hurley, what, what have you heard?
2: Yeah, we've had some really great feedback. A lot of people saying that they... Enjoy the length. Oh, there's a pun there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't pun. It. <laughs> it's, it's the only time I get <laughs> I get any, anything like that. But anyway, cut. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's really good, especially when you talk to us about like what you think of the podcast. Like for us, we kind of see it like match of the day. Like if you want to not <laughs> to. Not, <me. laughs> Which we got. Go we got
3: <laughs>
4: Well, he's Alan Shearer, he's <laughs> got no
2: hair. <laughs> Cheers,
3: guys. <laughs> when must be Paul Sculls, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so You can find
4: a match of the day with Paul Skulls in the uh, studio. It's a good point. Um, <laughs> and we've got Paul
2: Gascoigne in the corner. And anyway, so... <laughs> 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 anyway, but no, yeah, we, we, you know, are talking about it. What we're saying is that we get people listening for a variety of things and obviously hopefully we find the timestamps will help you find what you want to get and obviously this is a a podcast for everyone in the Shropshire Leagues. So whether you're Division 1 or Division 7, you can have a listen and feel. we want you to feel like you get something out of it as well. Also, we are now on Spotify which has got some really good feedback because... People can now listen to it wherever. If you're not like a, a techie kind of person and can't get onto your SoundCloud, you can now access us on Spotify. So you can flick through and as soon as an episode gets put up on SoundCloud, it goes straight on Spotify. We had some great feedback from Graham Trow's wife, actually. Oh, really? She, yeah, absolutely loved it. We're also at Joss's 50th birthday party. Joss's right. second... Right? <laughs> Good night, that was Joss next to the invite. His <laughs> second 50th of the season. Of the season, I wish I was going to say for the season or the millennium, (laughs) she she had some great stuff to say, along with Graham, you know, and yeah, fantastic people. And big up to the uh, Wellington boys, who I all know are listening and are all probably listening because they can't wait to hear about Alex. And no, he didn't tell us about the McLovin story, so if you do know it, please let us know, we'd love to hear what it is. Big shout-out to uh, Shrewsby's fourth-eleven captain, Alistair Pierce. We had a nice chat when I was umpiring the other day. It's quite nice meeting him. Ian Slater had some fantastic words to say about the podcast and said how well we support Shops Cricket, which is great. Simon Dodds. Dodsy. Always good. Uh, Charlie Rogers. Don Bradburn can't wait for it to go out. He hasn't slept. To, I know. He wants to hear about the next part of Andy's
4: Birmingham League Tun. We've heard about this time enough times we could probably tell the story <laughs> ourselves, James. So.
2: Big shout out to Martin Davis. Um, again, congratulations on your promotion and also great that you're still listening to the podcast and hopefully you'll listen to it next season even though we're kind of defunct now you're in the Birmingham League. Also, shout out to Joe Yap for not getting the lawyers on us, Yes. As he asked <laughs> about slander. And Charlie Reese as well. One more he. He gave us some feedback whilst on the pitch. New New Wellington recruit, Alan yeah. There is always kind of a thing when Albany play nowadays, and I don't know whether you'll start finding it now you've been on the podcast more than once. Kind of wondering how long into a game of cricket before there's a a podcast, a podcast shout, and it's generally always within the first two balls of a game, which is always quite funny. And we we always ask for it, and it's always nice that you kind of talk to us about it. But obviously, kind of like. You know, if you want to talk to us about anything at any time, more than happy to, especially when Joss is at the crease. <laughs> you have to be quick, though. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, I remember us at Beacon played
4: Obleberry, uh, I think it was fourth game of the season at Frankwell, mm. and you were playing, and I think it took me approximately 0.1 balls <laughs> to have a pop at you about the podcast. So the, I, proof, the yeah. proof is
2: in the pudding. I think, yeah, I was getting it before I'd even gone out to bat. Yes, so. <laughs> yes, I think, I think that's probably fair. But anyway, Joss, you've also got some feedback as well.
3: Yeah, I um, well I shared a train with Ben Tipson this morning, Captain of Column. He's a big podcast fan. Apparently, Column called it the John Yardley Fan Club. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because, because John Yardley's a very good bowler, and we appreciate that.
4: Um, <laughs> Is he better uh, than his dad?
3: I can't say that because his dad plays for me indoors. So,
4: yeah. Oh, does he? Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: But I say I'll give Ben a shout out. He, get, he does get a bit aggressive vocally sometimes. But, all right, Ben, congratulations on your promotion as well. It's a fantastic season, first season for Colin, so well done Yeah, I
4: agree. Congratulations.
3: Yeah. And uh, I also played a, a game later on in the season. I got some not necessarily very positive feedback, which is a bit upsetting, really, because we, we never intend to upset anyone. And this club in particular seemed to object to the podcast a little bit, which um, we don't intend to, so I'm sorry about that. And this guy, just some quite. um. Underhand comments about the podcast, should we say? Mm. I don't even know the guy. You know, I've quite easily had a chat with him about how it feels to be out of your depth in the first team, but um... <laughs> oh, but I don't know him. So
4: <laughs> well, you know James Hill. <laughs> <laughs>
2: This is true, this is true, this is true.
3: So, so anyway, we don't mean to cause offence, I'm sorry, we sometimes have a bit of banter, so I'm sorry if we cause any offence.
2: No, yeah, we do, we, you know, we, we don't mean to cause any offence whatsoever, and if any club does get annoyed by what we say, you know, we, we don't mean it. I mean, generally we will say, well, to be honest, I think we say lots of positive things about lots of clubs, and that's what the podcast's about. The podcast's about building Shropshire cricket, talking about all the benefits of all the clubs, you know, and even if we do say like, that someone's struggling, we generally look at the positives in that club. We want to build teams up. So, yeah, we're very sorry if people do take things the wrong way or do feel like we, we are laying into you, but we're honestly not. And the only people we lay into are people that we know a lot. that and we know can take it. We know that can take it, or we know they can't take it, but we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we're only joking. No, anyway, as we said... Thank you very much for your feedback as always. Why not give us a like on Facebook or Twitter or send us a comment on Facebook or Twitter or on our SoundCloud, share the Spotify. Please, please, please keep sharing the love. It's the way that we grow and it's the way that we can carry on. But anyway, moving on and let's get on to all the amazing things that have been going on in the last few months and let's start dissecting it. And I think there's no better place to start with than the Premier Division and the Birmingham League Playoffs. The Premier Division. So we move on to the Premier Division and going into the final game of the season, it was all up for grabs. Relegation, the Championship, it was all going ahead. And at the top of the division, we had Wem on 373 points, Werfield just behind on 358 and then Quat on 348. So... Too many points away to get into that championship position, but enough to stop Werfield from getting the championship, but also finish second and also set a big marker for going up next year as well. Then at the bottom of the table, you had Maidley who were in ninth, 203 points. Then below them were the bottom three and they were miles behind. At this point, 63 points separated them and 10th, which was St George's. So we knew that Maidley were safe. So St George's were 140, Beaumare Heath 132 and Allscott Bottom with 120. With the big clash at the bottom of the table being Allscott Heath away at St George's and at the top of the table, Wem had Ludlow away whereas Werfield and Quatt played each other in a big, big tie where Werfield at home knowing that they needed a big result and now were hoping that Ludlow would give them the result that they needed. Is there any big takes that you could see going into that final game of the season for you guys?
3: Well for me, All Scott have got it all to do there. You know, they're twenty points adrift of, of safety. Although, although we don't know what safety is at this stage, but that and is a huge class then we had St George's. They've got it all to do.
4: It could potentially be sort of all or nothing, isn't it, for mm. All Scott. they yeah. as you said, twenty points behind. Mm. They have to win. Um big they have to win big yeah. to, to stand the chance of finishing 10th yeah and to have a chance of staying up
3: and st george's
2: can get enough bonus, bonus points, points yeah to, absolutely yeah.
4: so it needs to be a big win um to have a chance of staying up yeah. if they finish 10th um, yeah
2: i think i think one of the big shocks for me this season has been kind of like well wellington have done well and at this point you can still they're, they're still in that top four but there's still a gap compared to what everyone thought they would do but as we'll go on to later you know it's all about developing the kids for them this season. Whitchurch find themselves down in eighth, you know, even though there's still a gap between them and Maidley, and also them and St George's at this point, going into the final game of the season, you think a, pop, a former Birmingham league side would want to be higher than that. It's not a big gap, though, is it? Between mm. Even between, at the moment, Wellington in
4: fourth, mm. Whitchurch in eighth. I mean, it's, it's what is it, two wins? Mm. Or, yeah. uh, two wins or a win and a winning draw? Mm. And, and
3: going back up to the top of the league, I mean, I can't see. Uh, Werfield getting enough points against Quartz to mm. overturn Wem who were playing Ludlow well you can't,
4: yeah. see, you couldn't really see Wem, no. Wem losing well, Ludlow
2: yeah so it went all the way down to the final game of the season what final game of the season it was and Quartz they scored 112 and were all out so at that point Werfield had got a chance and also if you went to the other side of the games Wem had also batted first and they were 94 all out at Ludlow so at this point if you're running match of the day, <laughs> you're playing both games either side. Nine four is no, like being 5-0
3: down at halftime.
2: Split screen. And it's all to play for, all to play for. You know, having bold Quatt out for 112, you're like, game on. Anything can happen. And you'd think at that point, Worfield probably in the box seat. But then... Quatt, what a performance. Ending up bowling out a strong Werfield side for 68, you know, getting both the openers for Ducks, getting Ryan Quiney out for just the one, you know, then Will that's Cook that's and that's Babs going, coming in. Right. No one getting big runs, no one getting big runs. It's, you know, big game of the season, you win that, you know, it still puts the pressure on, but in the end it didn't really matter. Quatt ending up second there. Worfield ending up in third, which both teams will be disappointed with, because as we've said all season, both teams will be looking to looking be to up, yeah, at the winning. top. Yeah. yeah. On the other hand, when fair play being bowled out for ninety four, top scorer young Ben Peel, a lad who actually played against our twos, didn't, I mean, he, just... seconds, didn't
3: he? Yeah, yeah.
2: in yeah. bowled us oh, all out. Yeah.
3: He was decent.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, division and five. yeah, top scoring for their top scoring for their ones in that game and ended up taking three for 29 in in a performance where Wem ended up bowling out Ludlow for 82, which secured their title, Title, you yeah. know, ended up champions, you know, Ben Peel, yeah, three yeah. for 29, Tom Astley, four for 15, James Astley, three for 20 in... Well, that, that's, that's three very young lads, really, I mean, mm. I, I'm
3: not sure, I think James is probably the oldest of those, but he's... He can't be more than mid-twenties, I wouldn't think. Brilliant, brilliant to see.
2: On the other side of the table, Olscott ended up posting a massive 241 for five away at St George's. A big, big clash, this. And Carl Stalin, man of the moment. In award, you know what? All big. season, all season, we've been saying... He's juicing runs. He's juicing yeah, runs, yeah, yeah. and what a game when to it get matches, it. Yeah. Big players turn up in the big yeah. games. And he, and he turned it on. 106 runs of 124 balls, including 12 fours, sorry. That's a knock. You know, Luke Thornton as well, his opening partner, 58 of 77 balls. You know, big, big knock. Jason Allen as well, 31. Really big knock when the team needed them, isn't it, Joss? Mm.
3: Yeah, fantastic effort from them. When the when the pressure's on, so if you can turn up when the
2: pressure's on, just count so much more. Speaking from experience, Joss, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and then a, another big performance when it came to their bowlers as well. You know, Jason Summers has been the man getting the wickets all season, but it was two other lads who stepped up, in Luke Thornton again in the bowling side getting five for in the big game, five for thirty, and Callum Starling getting four for thirty two. You know, getting big wickets. Ben Miller out for a duck, Gareth Hughes out for two, you know, Emrys Hughes out for two. You know, there's not many people in that top order who've got double figures except Mohamed here. You know, it's, it's not good when you're chasing a total like that and trying to secure your survival, really. And, you know, a team like St George's, for them possibly coming down to Division One, we'll be talking about that later, is definitely going to be interesting, do we not?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, they're a big club, and as you say, they've been in the Prem I think for quite some time. Um, it's their, their second was always very strong in um, when it was Reserve Division One. I think they went up to mm. they up to Division Two, Division Three. Mm. But I think they've done alright wherever they went because they were they were always very strong, mm. big club.
2: Yeah, I mean they've been in the Prem since twenty twelve, and before that they were in the Birmingham League, so. Gonna be interested to see how they get on. And yeah. For them, fortunately, they don't finish bottom, which means they still got a chance of possibly staying up, which again we'll go on to later. By one point. The
3: great escape was game Scott like, you know, going from bottom to, to third from bottom. Unbelievable because because scenes yeah.
2: because I mean for
3: well, one
4: point. So I one mean th- we're saying St <coughs> just picked up three points then, didn't they, in that last game? Yeah. That's a and, and obviously also got twenty four. Mm. I mean, one Massive. more point. I mean, what happens if it's a tie? What happens? Do we know? Well, <laughs> if they both finished on one four four points, it, do we guess, do we know who finishes second bottom and yeah. third uh,
3: bottom there? Well, Aubrey Aubrey unlocking <coughs> excuse me, finished level on points, didn't they in the division below?
2: Mm. And Aubrey just there at the moment. I assume on alphabetical. Yeah. <laughs> I've got yeah. a page <laughs> called Aubrey. Yeah. <laughs> but again, change your name to Ardvark. Just the case. But no, it's <laughs> going to be something again which is going to be really interesting which we can talk about later when we talk about the restructuring and the possible ups and downs. But yeah, so it finished with Beaumere at the bottom uh, finishing on a lowly 133 and they've been yeah. a side that, I don't know, Jamie, probably you're in the best position to talk about really.
4: Frustrating. I think frustrating is the word. They've got some very good players there but unfortunately only two, three of them play every week. Mm. And I understand that's you know that happens at most clubs. Mm. Um maybe not so much in the prem particularly say, sort of, prem you can't yeah yeah in. no maybe mm. particularly division division 1 and below mm. um but there's some really good players there and they'll be really disappointed to finish mm. 10 points adrift and into division 1 but ultimately mm. it, you know it sounds a bit brutal really but you finished 12th yeah you go down yeah it, <laughs> but it, it is a shame because as you say I've got a lot of friends at boma
2: yeah, I've got a few friends at Beaumere because I used to play football as a kid in the area. And Did A you? lot of my friends kind of played for bomer You know, Sam Bloor, you know, Sean Jones, Leg Z. <laughs> little Leg Z, his brother, you know. I think Sa- Sa- walk, Sa- you know. Sa-
4: Sorry, Sa- Sam Blore is one, you know, Chris mm. Edinburgh. Good players, but mm. you, just, you just can't get him on the field enough. Yeah. Um, Chris Stevens as well. Not mm. played as much this good season. Ball, obviously, yeah, good ball. He obviously stepped down his captaincy last mm. year. Um presumably due to availability mm. I would have thought looking you know looking back on this season mm. um Pro- proven bowler, and, and yeah you, you just can't get you just can't seem to get the, the the better players on the pitch enough
2: it's going to be interesting and it's going to be interesting to see how they're acclimatized to the division one and we'll get on to more about that later but anyway so as we said at the top ended up from the bottom down we had Bowman Heath at bottom with 133 points 10 points ahead of them St George's 143. One point ahead of them, Old Scott with 44. Then above them on 59 points ahead of them, we had Maidley on 203. Then on 241, we had Ludlow in eighth. Then Whitchurch, former Birmingham Premier League side on 260. Newport in sixth with 275. Then Wellington one point ahead of them in fifth. With 276, which is a surprise to many, as they were like most people's tip for the champions this season. Just on Wellington, is that a point where
4: you made earlier, Joss? They've gone down from the Birmingham League to try and rebuild, mm. but they finished fifth. Is that a success? Is is that a Wellington happy they've gone down and then finished
2: fifth? Is that is is, is that a I, I a good question? Did you approach that with Alex or? Yeah, so this is something that we did speak with Alex about. I do think that's that's relevant to what we've just spoken about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and so we will be talking, when we talk about our interview with Alex later, he will be bringing that up and it's really interesting actually to hear about his thoughts about what's going on in that first team. So yeah, if you want to know more about Wellington's first team, that'll be coming up later on. So make sure you stay in touch with that. Thank you. Thank you for that little plug, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll wait for that then, James. I won't put any pressure on and, you. Um, and <laughs> 10 points ahead, surprisingly, is Sentinel in fourth place. Yeah. Which you They know, did t- finish
3: very strongly, though. You
2: know, it could have been worse for them. They finished strongly. Mm. They finished very strong, in yeah. Considering all the things that we've heard all season, yeah,
4: good for them. Then. To be fair, they do have a potential minor counties player in their squad in Andy Harrison. So, you know what I mean.
3: Has, has he ever he's scored a bit of a ton, hasn't he?
4: I believe so. I believe so. <laughs> Um, Maybe we should
2: do a feature on that But no, anyway should be eating for structure (laughs) (laughs) Ahead of them, 76 points ahead 76, so quite a gap of the top three Got Werfield, 76 points ahead on 362 points Then above them, 10 points ahead A quad in second place Which to be honest, for quad, big, big end of season for them Because at one point they were out of it And then they've dragged themselves back. Some big performances, especially from our friend in the podcast, James Ralph. Huge performances. They've pulled themselves up there. It sets up next season really nicely. And then, yeah, top of the table, deserved champions. Champions. Playoff winners. It goes on to Wem and Joss. Talk to us about what happened in the Birmingham League playoff and what. Tell us about the Birmingham League playoffs, first of all, anyway.
3: They play the Warwickshire and Worcestershire Champions. They have they have a, a Round Robin and Staffordshire tournament and they play each other to see who can go. They played uh, warmly first of all, they got a winning draw, Wham scored 195 for nine, runs for Sam Pete 45, and young Harry Chandler 41. In reply warmly, ended on 111 for 9. And again, the youngsters, Ben Peel. Yeah, fantastic! All three games really he contributed mm. in the in the past got three for seventeen. Tom Tomassi got three for thirty three. So again, the way when bring these youngsters through is brilliant. It's massive credit to him.
2: <laughs> but it's fantastic to see that Ben Peel can just go through teams who are on the brink of Birmingham League just as well as he can go mm. through the Aberbury second eleven batting lineup as I've well. I think he got me
3: out, <laughs> but, I, but I may not have played that game. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: or not face that many balls yeah. alright um, so yeah they got Windsor against uh, Wormley they then played Asselbank mm. Asselbank batted first scored 207 all out and again Ben Peel 3 for 35 the experience of Dan Cohen 4 for 45 and young Tom Astor got 3 for 72 so youngsters again so when in reply chased them down 211 for 8 Harry Chandler 88, what a great knock from, from the young lad. But brilliant from him. And going into the last game, James.
2: So yeah, going into the last game, Wem only needed one or two points, which is, you know, considering that Wem were very much the underdogs. Yeah. So going into that final game and only needed one or two points was fantastic because not mm. many teams, or not many people, saw Wem getting the results. They did all going into that I, game last I, game. I
3: can't remember who told me, but months ago, someone said, whoever wins the Shropshire League will not go to the Birmingham League because the other, the other leagues so much stronger.
4: I've mm. heard that as well, actually. Yeah. I heard that. I think, so yeah, that I can't
3: remember that, where. you know, double credit to Wem for that. So in the last game, they played Pelsall. They got Pelsall out for 122. Mm. So at half-time, they must have thought they were... And ben Peel again, five for this time, five for 29. Mm. What what a prospect that guy is.
2: Fantastic.
3: Unfortunately, Wem fell eight runs short. They, they didn't have to go up, obviously, but 114 and all that, and Ben Peel top-scored with a bat, 22. Well done, Ben Peel. Just massive, massive shout out to Wem. Well done, boys. Enjoy your time in the Birmingham League. Hope you stay there a long time.
2: And you know what? What we were saying earlier about Shropshire teams being not as good as the other divisions, what hope that must give teams like Quatt, Werfield, even Sentinel. They've got a chance next season. And that moves us on <laughs> to Division 1. Division 1. So we head into Division 1 and a division which, again, had its ups and downs. And to be honest, I think Shelton, we predicted them as being one of the big sides at the beginning of the season. We we expected Chiffin Twos to do better than they did. Uh, but Shelton ended up uh, at the top of the table and, yeah... At the bottom of the table, Ellesmere had seen kind of like a, an improvement in their form and going into the final two games had a, had a slim chance. And then you had Alberbury, Knockin, Kund as three sides who had a chance of possibly going down. And Alberbury and Kund in absolute free fall and Knockin had found themselves in a good run of form towards the end of the season whereas at the top end of the scale you had Frankton in second and Shrewsbury the team on form and also Shifnal making a last ditch run for it Jamie
4: Yeah I think Shelton deserve winners as you said I think we said it right at the start um, we played Shifnal second game of the season I might have even mentioned it on the last podcast I was on very strong but again it, you know it varies doesn't it the, the availability for the second teams Um Shrewsbury 2s finishing second. Again, I think second half of the season they've had um, a very strong side. Obviously, some of the county players playing for their ones, so obviously it filters down, doesn't mm. it? Frankton want to be in the Premier Division, finishing third. We're not sure whether they'll go up. They might do, but I think mm. third is a, is a fair reflection for them as well. Um, ourselves Beacon in eighth. I think you know we'd have all have took that at the start of the season. Um, Bypassing Shifnal there to talk about
2: Beacon, interesting choice. Well, I am a Beacon player. <laughs> <laughs> Beacon finishing one place above Alberbury, Joss.
3: Yeah, um, congratulations to Shelton. They, they deserve to go up, they're geared to go up. They wanted to go up, they recruited well in the winter, so good luck to them. Congratulations to Shrewsbury Seconds. I think um, Franks and New Newtown, all had good seasons. Bridge North, not sure how they'll feel about their season. Um, Maybe mid-table mediocrity. Um, mm. As Jamie said, I think Beacon Beacon would have taken that at the start of the season. Mm. Well done to them. And, and the, the, the battle at the bottom, other than Ellsbury, would be a little bit of drift. Which in Aubrey, Nockin and Kund.
4: Went down to the wire, that one. Didn't yeah, it,
3: fantastic. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, very saddened to see Kund go down, if they do. Because they're a great club. Got a lot, got a lot of mates at mm. Kund. Um And unfortunately, they would have stayed up if they had a scorer.
2: Well, this is something that we'll talk about. Like It's 22 points worth. Yeah, it's something that we'll talk about. There's, you know, Kunda finished second bottom, but, you know, they're still 35 points ahead.
4: Of Ellesmere.
2: Of Ellesmere. With all the permutations, which we'll go into later, there's a chance that they may stay up. But, yeah, well done, Beacon, on finishing top of that mini-league. Cheers. That big mid-season point where you had yourself, Doyle and Howard. All in full flow, you got those big points, big games, big wins. How would you, as a beacon player, summarise how your season's gone?
4: Yeah, successful. I mean, we finished eighth, and I think we were expected to finish 11th or 12th. Um, so that's a massive positive. I think the first half of the season, apart from the first couple of games where we played Shelton and Schiffnell, I think it's we were exceptional. Yeah, it? a real tough start. I-, I think we were exceptional. I really do. I think we were exceptional for. The majority of the first half of the season. The second half of the season, we've actually sort of um, took our foot off the gas a little bit. Um, And I think we only won two games in the second half of the season, which Mm. was Ellesmere, the penultimate game, and one other game at home as well. So second half of the season, disappointing. We've actually sort of tailed off a bit because I think we could have perhaps Mm. maybe finished one place higher. Um, I think it would have been tough to have got to sixth place. We could have perhaps finished seventh, but... Look, I mean, you know, you look at the um, predictions at the start of the season, we're expected to go down. Mm. I think that was probably the case um, within, within, you know, in house as well. Mm. We I... expected to really struggle. And at times we have, but, you know, finishing eighth, I think, I think we're, we're really pleased with that and hopefully we can, we can build on it.
3: And I'd uh, just like to say, I think Jack Dole was a massive addition to your club. Yeah. Both, both as a quick and yeah, yeah. person. Yeah, absolutely. Great, Blake. I'm missing you, Jack. Hope you're okay back in Brisbane.
4: And his dad listens to the podcast as well, so I hope he's yeah. enjoying this one tonight. You're more uh, than welcome to stay at mine, Jack, all season. Uh,
2: but no yet. 120 like... quid a week. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to what we were saying earlier when we were talking about the Prem, I see Division 1. It's a league of two arms. You've got the top five, Shelton, Shrewsbury, Frankton, Shifnal, Newtown, all sides who can, I think, play in the Prem, you know. And then you've got the bottom half bridge second eleven Beacon Knocking, and Kinley Kund and Ellesmere, all sides that are kind of like battling the other half kind of thing the what would be the original division one, obviously Shelton were in Division one the season before and have topped it, but but it's been, a diff- it 's a different club it 's a different it? club really? it 's a completely different side, and the way that they've recruited everything that 's happening with shelton they 're just a team that are going to go up and up and up and up and up and you know. Within th- two or three seasons, who's not to say that we won't be talking about them being a Birmingham League side like Wem? Yeah.
3: And you, you look at Chelsea; they're obviously a healthy club. You look at their seconds; I think were runners up in their division, and their thirds won their division. So they open. all got promoted. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's not just their first. So yeah, fair place, and they've they had a tremendous, tremendous season. So mm. I think that you know they've
4: done it the right way as well. Yeah. I, I I really I really believe that they've progressed the club slowly. You know, when I was there, we obviously spent a lot of times in... A lot of years in the old changing rooms, no no, no pavilion.
3: Yeah.
4: Mm.
2: Um, oh, they've got a, great they've set got up, a fantastic set now. Yeah. It's, a, it's in, a different club. And... You know what? You look at those top five and they're, they're elite clubs. Your Newtowns, your all your Frankton, your Shrewsbury, your Shelton. All teams that could mix it up there. And then, you know, yeah. Well, it depends how the teams coming down from the Prem and the teams from Division 2 do. For me, my prediction is Division 1's going to end up being a two-part league. I think it's going to end up being half half of the division is going to be of like teams who used to be in the Prem or are good enough to play in the Prem, you know, maybe your Beaumont Heats, your Franktons, your Times teams who have played in the Prem and who are good enough but then also the elite second 11s. Then I think the bottom half of Division 1 and Division 2 are going to be kind of like a a Division 1 collective group with that bottom half of Division 1 being the best of the old teams Division 1 and then occasionally, aside, you know, like Shelton moving forwards, being the best team of the old Division One sides, being that team at the top.
4: I think the expectations of um, Beacon Albury knocking potentially couldn't if 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 they stay up is the same as what it was this season, mm. which is to ultimately try and stay up. I exactly, think I think exactly. you're writing what you're sorry. Sorry, Josh. I think you're writing what you're saying, James. Mm. But um, so I think the expectation of those clubs will be the same.
3: But but it's going to be tougher next year for for certainly speaking as an rugby player, although I don't play one generally. Um, we, you know, we've got St George's and Bowman playing against next next year. Yeah. They're strong teams. Possibly, possibly. Second, yeah. Uh, Wellington Seconds coming up. Chirk obviously a decent outfit.
4: Yeah, it's going to be tough again. That, that's the key, isn't it? On paper, mm. on paper, in terms of like maybe player stats, you're looking at Wellington Two's Chirk. Are they potentially
2: better than the teams that went down? It's mm. gonna be interesting. First, so, you, it's you you, it's, you really it's gonna be you? it's gonna be really, really interesting. And and like next season's gonna give us a better idea. Because you'll see the teams who've come up and you're gonna gauge how well they do against other clubs. Yeah. Now obviously it's gonna make a difference on how they recruit and how other teams recruit, but Chirk, former Welsh Premier team, you know, Wellington second eleven, one division two, I think only lost two games all season, you know. And then underneath them, Welfield second eleven, and the stronger their first eleven gets, the stronger they're gonna get. A bit like Shelton, you know what I mean? And they're gonna, they're only gonna get in better. And then you've got X Division One teams in Fort and Monty, in that mid table, you know. And then you've got X Prem and Division One teams, Rockster, Albright, and Welshpool, popping up the bottom, you know.
4: I think you know, as as a player who's played in Division One and a little bit in the Prem, but mostly Division One, I think it's I think it's fascinating this restructure because mm. you look in Division Two, Chirk coming up. I've never played there for mm. obvious reasons. They've just come into the the structure. Mm. Wellington Twos. I've not played at you know Wellington or Wellington's uh, main ground main mm. pitch for a number of years. Um, I think it's fascinating. I think we're going to yeah. one or two <laughs> new places, we, un- unexpected,
3: unexpected. Okay, we're so, all right in the Premiership, not that long ago. Mm.
2: I think. I think this moves us nicely on to us talking properly about Division 2. But before that, let's have a game of Ask Jamie. Welcome to Ask Jamie, with your host, James Hurl, and your special guest, Jamie Martindale. So we move on to Ask Jamie, so quick questions, you need to give us one answer, do you understand? Yeah I do yeah. Start the clock. Beacon or Shelton? Beacon. Wittrick or
4: Bevan? Wittrick. Turner or Doyle? Turner. Harrison or Yap? Harrison because you might buy me dinner. Callum
2: or Chris? Uh Callum Warefield or Sentinel? Sentinel. Shushby Club.
3: Midweek Cund or midweek beacon?
4: Midweek Cund. Fifty or Pfeiffer.
2: Pfeiffer. Tro. Or Reese. Reese.
3: Higgin or Pickford?
4: Uh, Higgin, because Pickford's retiring far too young. <laughs>
2: Hurl or Elliot? Oh, you Hurl. <laughs> and that's the end of Ask <laughs> Jamie. <General Elliot. laughs> Ask Jamie was recorded in front of a drunk studio audience. is a Calcona production that will probably never see the light of day ever again. So, as we've previously just been talking about Division Two, yeah, let's continue before we move on to our next little sections. But anyway, Wellington <laughs> second eleven, another big side, and they're doing really well. Chuck, another team who have been up there all season and have been doing fantastic. And big shout out to Andrew Swarbrick who took nine. For eight, nine for eight, a fantastic return in the final game of the season against Forton, if I remember rightly. An amazing, amazing stat which got him on the national play cricket leaderboard. A fantastic achievement. And in third place, a team that I've championed all season, Wurfield Second Eleven. I said last season that I thought that the Second Eleven would be up there and we could mix it with our first, and they're proving it by finishing third in Division Two, I think.
3: Uh, the other thing i would say: big shout out to the Lee for putting Chirk in the right division because obviously it was unknown quantity. They could have started them at the bottom. They put them in Div Two. It's clearly the right. Okay, they could have gone Div One, but um, they've had they've had a good season there. So if they do go up, which they should, good luck to them in Div One. They'll be strong. They'll be strong. Um, sad to see all Brighton Rockster as low as they are. Rockster yeah. being a former club of mine mm. and all haven't been in the Prem not that long ago I believe mm. um, as oh. were Rocks actually it's just something else that stands out for me in this division you know we we in what was reserve division 1 probably seconds played against St. St George's Werfield and Sentinel seconds mm. and, they, and I'm glad they got promoted the way they do because they are they were mm. so much stronger mm. and I, if I'm honest with you I thought Sentinel would do a little bit better nothing against them but I'm surprised to see them as low as they are it's
4: yes. very close though isn't it you know, when yeah, yeah. they, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. they finished ninth there but there seven, were only seven points yeah and just going back a second um, to the gulfs between uh, teams within a club um, Wellington uh, first obviously in the Premier Division Wellington fourths in Division 5 you can see you know I know we talk about the youth policy later on mm. when you've got your interview with um, Alex but mm. every time a player or a young player gets promoted they're actually going up Normally, one or two divisions. Mm. It looks like a perfect route, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? You know yeah. what I mean? It looks like a perfect, yeah, progressive yeah, yeah. route. It's a fantastic route. Um, yeah. mm. You know, the, the, the first team in the Prem, the second team in Division 2, mm. well, Division 1 next season, yeah. uh, third eleven in Division 3, yeah. and the fourth eleven in Division 5. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a fantastic route. Well, we well, couldn't, couldn't have
3: got a, a, Yeah, a lethal, well, no, well, we spoke about it. Six, Absolutely, well, or?
4: Boma was the same, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Boma, one's in the Prem, and the twos, in mm-hmm. Division... Six. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I think
2: that's a really good, a really interesting point. It, it, it mm. is one of the benefits of having so many, so many teams. Clubs, but also yeah, having, yeah, having, yeah, of course. Having, yeah. But again, having so many clubs is, is, you know, goes down to as well the structure of the club and how well it is run. How well. Which again, been. is something right. that we'll go on to and actually, I think that leads in perfectly to our little interview that we have with Alex Taylor. So let's listen to it now. Okay, so we're here with Cow Corner Podcast and today we are, well I am, at the uh, Henry Tudor house in Shrewsbury uh, enjoying a few beers with the one and only Alex Taylor of uh, Wellington Cricket Club and he is the second team captain and uh, yeah we thought we'd come here today to talk to him about uh, how his team have been getting on. So first of all Alex, congratulations, champions.
1: Yep, cheers sir. Been a great season so far for us. Uh, We've uh, won every game apart from two which is losing to Chirk, uh, start of the second half of the season and then losing to Sentinel on Saturday.
2: Yeah so it's been a
1: well obviously
2: a good season for your second 11. How have you found it this season being in the Shropshire league in division two?
1: Yeah we've uh, really enjoyed being in the Shropshire league um, from the Birmingham league last season. Um, I think the standard's probably higher in Div 2 and the Shropshire league this year than uh, it was last year in the Birmingham League Reserve Division 2. So that was like the bottom league of the Birmingham League Reserve Division we were in. Mm. Uh, we're in now with Bridge North 2s who won the league last year and they're obviously in Div 1 with Shrewsbury and Schiffnell this year in the Shropshire League. but. We think overall, to most teams we played, the standard's pretty much, on average, been better than it was in the Birmingham League last year in this league that we've been. Talking of that
2: then, your first 11 have also come down this season. How have they found it, obviously adapting from Birmingham League standard to Premier Division, where they found themselves kind of, we'd table a bit, bit of a surprise for many people, especially kind of like ourselves, so at the beginning of the season, a lot of teams
1: had you to kind of be at the top. I think that's uh, just the difference in a team, basically. So last year, the first team was... Sort of three or four players different to where it was this year. So we had a few players who left the club and have stayed in Birmingham League clubs or they've moved because they would come to Wellington from different clubs further away. Mm. Whereas this year, the first team has much rather just gone with the Wellington players and our own lads rather than trying to recruit from elsewhere in the first team. So the first mm. team was a lot different to what it was last year. So I think that was the start of the season. It was just kind of getting acclimatised to the mm. league. And themselves as a team mm. and then as the season went on they certainly sort of like got into themselves and their own team mm. and got into winning basically and figured out a way to win, how to win in the league and uh, that's why the second half of the season has been a lot more sort of like mm. successful for them as it were than mm. the start of the season. I think it was almost like just figuring out a way to win to start with. Apart from
2: the actual game is there any benefit that you see from the club being in Shropshire kind of I think especially you, yourself as second team captain, have you seen any difference in your side and people wanting to play for the second team since the games are a bit more localised than the, well, I
1: Birmingham League? I, I think you're right about being localised. The, the main difference at a club, is nothing anything about that like people playing now because it's more local, but like I said with the players that have left the first team from last year, the first team now is a lot more of a sort of lads that have come up through the Wellington youth system. So at times we've had sort of nine players in the first team this year who've played at Wellington all through sort of under 11s, under 13s, under 15s. They're all in the first team now. And then that goes down into the second and the third team as well. So there's a lot more sort of Mm. like, certainly in the first team than there has been for a few years, Wellington youth players in the first team and doing well and much contributing to the wins and how Mm. well the team are doing.
2: Oh, that's cool. I mean before, before we did this interview, um, I'll be honest to you, um, is we have actually been sat here and we have already had a few beers and uh, we have already been talking about uh, some really interesting things. And one of the things that really kind of really interested me is the whole setup and the whole kind of ethos and the code of conduct and all the setup that you have that goes all the way up to the first 11, which works as a really nice pathway. Now, would you like to talk to us about kind of like the structure of the club and how it works and how you go through selection and how kind of players develop and go through and how you
1: deal with the politics, really? Yeah, so we have like a selection committee at Wellington, which is the five captains of the five teams. And we have our club captain there as well, Matt Stinson, who's like unbiased as not being a captain of one of the teams. Our first team are obviously very much the best 11 players that the captain and other people think should be in the team. He picks his team and they play to win and finish as high as in the league as they can. Yeah. The second, third, fourth, fifth team are slightly more com- more complicated than that. We do, again, pick, like I will pick, want to pick, the next best 11 after the first team. Mm. But we do try to make sure everyone that is picked in a team, certainly younger players, get the opportunity to like do what they're picked for in the team. So if you have like five bowlers they will be the five bowlers and they'll bat 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. If you're picked as a batsman, you're going to bat in the top five or six and then we have a wicketkeeper somewhere in the middle. Obviously, there's an exception, but we do want to make sure that everyone gets a game and that's to try and give you know everyone a chance to prove what they can do mm. in each team they're in. And if that's someone in a third team performs really well batting at number three or number four or opening the batting, if they are promoted to the second team, They'll bat as close to bat as they can. So if they've opened the batting in the third team, we'll try and mean they can bat in the top three or four in the seconds, if not open, mm. to then keep them, their progression going and make sure they have the opportunity where they're like seem where they've done well in the team lower to do the same in the team above. Basically, mm. that is kind of like the structure and what we try to do to make sure there's no one anywhere in sort of second, third, four, fifth mm. team. There's no one batting six, seven, eight who doesn't bowl and therefore doesn't get a game. Obviously, like Mm. in the seconds this year, we've had Mm -hmm. a few games where we have bowled some teams out quite cheaply for 70 or 80, Mm. and obviously only three or four people get to bat, but that's an exception as like a general kind of like rule. You know, we want everyone to get a game, so Mm. they enjoy their cricket on a Saturday and everyone gets part of the game and feels like they've contributed towards playing cricket that
2: day so yeah one of the other things that we were talking about before this interview started was about you kind of have players you can play in say division five and then work their way up throughout the season kind of where it's it's, it's like quite a nice easy progression now going back to what i was saying is there was there's a lad who you were talking about who'd gone from i think it was your fourth team and made it all the way to the first team and making runs
1: yeah um that's luke goring who like i was saying earlier Exactly like you say, it's an easy progression and it's great for other young players to see. So he's 17 and he started the season in the fourth team, played the first game there. I think he scored 50 or 60 not out, something around there. That was opening the batting. So the next week he went into the third team, opened the batting for a couple of weeks there for the thirds. I think he scored a 40 and a 60 not out. So then he came up to the second team, um, scored a 40, not out again, played really well. Then he did have a week or two where he didn't score so many, but then when the first team was short and needed an opening batsman, he went straight up into the first team. So in literally, I think it was eight weeks, he'd gone from the fourth team to the first team and he scored a 40 for the first team in his first or second time for him, which is, like I said, as an example of like the progression that we're trying to get, which again, obviously, there's plenty of examples that don't work like that that's an example of like how it can work and how the other young players in the club can see that like when they do do well in a team, it is recognised by the selection committee and the other players in the club that you have an opportunity to go up and do well. And if you keep doing well in scoring runs or taking wickets if you're a bowler, you'll get your chance. You're not going to go up a team and then go from opening the batting to batting number eight and not bowling. You'll always be given a chance in the team to do what? you're meant to do to help contribute towards the match so there's uh, teams who struggle just to get like
2: one or two teams out at a weekend what were the main things that you would say as your club what what have you set up as wellington cricket club that makes it makes kids want to play every week but also kind of puts you in a position where you've got this embarrassment of riches where you can put five sides out? what what kind of incentives what what things are you doing as a club to create this many teams basically
1: I think obviously one the the main thing for that is obviously the youth section it's obviously Wellington we've got quite a big sort of like catchment area I suppose and certainly like ever since I was sort of seven or eight so over twenty years the youth section has been very strong it coaches which it is hard to get some people people that volunteer but we do have enough people that are willing to put in the time and the effort and basically we get lots of kids down there so I've run the under 11s team at the moment or did last season and um, season just gone even um, and at some levels we make sure everyone gets a chance no matter what standard they are from when they come at under 10s All Stars is great now as well and even All Stars is a good example so the very best All Stars if they're only 6, 7, 8 they can be pushed into the under 10s mm-hmm. and so on but we regularly, ever since I've been going, get so many youth people down and children down. It's encouraged them to come down, making sure they enjoy coaching. And then if there's enough for two teams at an age group, we'll do that to make sure everyone gets a game. And then I think that rolls into the teams on a Saturday and a Sunday. And again, just making sure they know that when they come into the teams, they're not just gonna be used as a fill in, they're part of the team The captains, like myself, and when I was younger and was playing the captains in the adults' teams in the thirds and the fourths and the fifths, were always very good with encouraging youngsters, making sure they knew they were part of the team and as much as part of the team as any of the adults were and involving them in that. And I think that's one of the reasons why we do get a lot of players like myself who might go to university or whatever, but they always keep coming back. And if we're in the area, in Shropshire, we'll always come back and play for Wellington, which I think certainly in sort of like... You can see that in the lads around my age, that we all come back, we still play because mm. we just love being at the club and love being part of it mm. from when we were sort of 9, 10 up until now. So when you're talking about you and the captains kind of
2: thing and uh, something we were talking about earlier, there's kind of like there is some sort of structures in you've kind of got like the captain, vice captain and then maybe another couple adults who make sure they're kind of like the the constant in the team and then the others will is it kind of flow up and down? Is that the
1: whole idea yeah. of it? Or? So what we kind of try and do, again, so the first team, obviously, is Wendell. It's the first team captain, Wendell Wagner. And then we have Dan Lloyd, who, like myself, played at Wellington from when he was six, seven years old. Right up to now, he's the vice captain under Wendell. And then they have another three or four lads at least, who mm. if you know they're good first team players. Mm. I mean, this year, as it turns out, they're young Wellington lads as well just like me and Dan really, but then it's more in the seconds, thirds and fourths. We have our captains and our vice captains who we try to not be able to like move up or down teams really. And then maybe two, or, another two or three adults, sort of like, if you can close into half a team, But this never really is half a team, it is more normally like two or three, who are like good enough to play at that standard in that league, good at encouraging the youngsters and can talk to people enjoy their cricket and show the other young players in the team how as Wellington Cricket Club and players we want the game to be played in terms of spirit and how competitive we play So we want to play hard but we want to play fair and in the spirit of the game mm. and make sure everyone gets a go so then the rest of the team built around those three or four players ideally is like younger players sort of teenagers and then up into sort of like early twenties mm. and just people that Again, they'll fluctuate between teams depending on how well they do.
2: Okay, so looking forward to the next year or so, where would you like to see the first team? What's the goal for the first team? They're looking to just carry on a bit more of a development your younger players going into that first level and like you said earlier, more Wellington lads playing. What's the goal for next season for them and also kind of how do you think your seconds are going to get on next season? Where do you want to end up in Division 1 next year?
1: Uh, I start with the first team, and I think like you said, certainly the start of the year this season was just kind of trying to figure out the league, what the situation was there, what the standard was like, and themselves, get from being a team that had lost more games than won games in previous years, to get back to winning becoming more of a regular thing, which again, like you said, a lot of people at the start would have had Wellington mm. like right up there as like going to be going straight back up. I think within the club, a lot of people saw it as a year to get our young lads in the team, get acclimatised to the Shropshire Premier League and then move our way up the table like we have done. Next year, we'll we'll be looking to build on that and definitely be looking to be at the right end of the table. Mm. Like, I'm sure that's what Wendell and Ross, who are the club coach at Wellington, that's what they'll be looking to do. They'll be looking to be as close to the top of the table as they were because if you take the first six weeks away from this year, I think Wellington would be right in the mix with the three that were at the top this mm. year. and Like I say, we've got a great start, like foundation to build on from this year now with the young lads and mm. Wendell. If they add a player or two into that mm. or one of the other young lads from last year just builds and keeps developing like they have been, I'm sure they'll be pushing at the right end of that table. The club are not desperate, we're not pursuing it, anything like too hard, but I think that's what we'll be looking to do. Is
2: Is there a thought of kind of getting your first team back up to that level of Birmingham League and then getting your second team higher? Or is it just kind of go where it goes and just try and blood the whole Wellington kind of element of it?
1: I think the aim for the first team is obviously to get back into the Birmingham League. Mm. But when the time's right, with our players, Mm. like 20 years ago, they got promoted into the Birmingham League with a group of players from Wellington who were very good. Like We have at the moment a lot of young lads in there and that's what they're looking to do. We're definitely looking to get back into the Birmingham League at some point, but that's with the players coming from Wellington and our own, not trying to bring in or pay for players from other clubs to come. That's not what we're looking to do. We're looking to go up there when it's right and we've got the players to do it. And I think we've certainly got good enough players to get up there and, like I said, if we'd had a better start to the year, we'd have been right up there this year. With the second team... I think like you said, we played Schiffnell, Mm. Shrewsbury Seconds, Bridge North Seconds. When we were in the Birmingham league and we were all in there as second teams with them, they were the teams we played every year quite a lot. They were the three divisions in the second league in the, the Birmingham league. And we played Schiffnell and Shrewsbury quite regularly depending on which league we were in, sort of like from year to year. So being in Division 1 next year, it'll kind of be seeing sort of like where we're at. I certainly think we'll just be looking to consolidate next year and just stay in the league. I think Mm. if we will manage to stay in Div 1, that'd be a thing. Like most big clubs like Shrewsbury and Shiffnell and Bridgenorth, it's just availability on the first team. And then that obviously goes down to the second team. When the first team are really strong, the second team will be strong. And I'm sure we'll more than hold our own against any team in Div 1. But if the first team are short and the second team... We're losing, missing players as well. Then we could mm. be as much as six or seven players short from mm. what our strongest team would be. So then, I think in that stage, from what I've seen of Div One, then you know it it would be a hard game against anyone in that mm. division for mm. us. I look yeah. forward to seeing how you go. Yeah, we're looking forward to the competition of being up there. Mm. But I would say this year in Div Two, I will say like, mm. I think like I said, we've won every game bar two. Mm. Like losing to Sentinel on Saturday and Chirk um, one thing I'm looking forward to next year is playing Chirk who like us they've definitely been sort of like the standout team mm. in that league with us Werfield as well have been really good and then Forton have made like a late charge it would seem mm. sort of like come into form for sort of last quarter of the season but when we played Chirk first game of the season I think that was their first game of the season mm. and uh, Andrew Swarbrick has obviously been like ridiculously good bowler in the league this year he hurt his back, second over, couldn't bowl anymore. And the other opener, I think Nicholas Flack, he dislocated his finger. So they're two <laughs> opening bowlers, only bowled four overs between them at this. Yeah. And I think we were about, in the end, we were about eight down chasing 130. Mm. And again, their batsmen hadn't batted for like mm. months, obviously in the games, it was their first game of the season. So I think we kind of like managed to get one over and there as it were. Mm. When obviously they might, I don't know if they have full strength or not, but like I said, it mm. was their first game of the season. And then when we played Chirk, we were under strength mm. about as much as we have been this year. So next year, I'm looking forward to playing them because they're a really good bunch of lads, some really good cricketers in that team. And it'll be good to play them next mm. year, hopefully, when both teams are like mm. full strength.
2: Moving away from that, quick questions. For someone who doesn't know anything about Wellington, who are going to be the players to look for in the future? And who are the main players in your in your teams across the side. This is a chance to make some friends in the club. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well, in the first team, obviously, got Wendell Wagner, who's a massive like is the best cricketer at the club, and uh, Dan Lloyd as well, mm. the captain and vice-captain. <laughs> de- 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 Matty Simmons, um, he's just made his debut for the full Shropshire team, made his county uh, debut, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then in the second team, I mean, We've got so many young players who play for Shropshire as well. We've got like Adithia, Manny Gandon, off spinner, Bats as well. He's very good. Matt Lamb started in the fourth team for a couple of games. He's now finished the season in the seconds with me. More than deserved his place there for the end of the season. I think he's only 14, maybe 15. And got Will Lewin who plays for us again, another Shropshire player. He's 15. Luke Gorin who I've previously mentioned as well. I say to be honest, that. that that's the second team. And then you've got people like Cameron Watson who's opened the bowl in the second team most of the season as well. And he's won us a game with the bat a couple of times, being not out at the end. Ronan Bagri, another 17-year-old, I'd say. And then in the third team, you go further down. Matt Pitchford, who's 19, and George Topper, who's 19. And then in the fourth team, you've got some other younger lads. I'd say there's too many to mention down there because in the fourth team it's literally sort of been sort of, it normally is six or seven sort of under-16s, under-17s in there. Mm. Ed Bushnell scored 39 for him on Saturday. Mm. It's a good player, Harrison Cole Brown.
2: If you were to pick three things which typify someone who plays for Wellington, so if you were to look at, you know, say these three things are what we look for in someone you know, the the fibre, the ethos of someone who is a Wellington player,
1: you know, what would they be? Be like competitive. Mm. So we always look, play as hard, play fair, but you want to win every game. Mm. You want to take part and do your best. Mm. Whether you know the game's going to be over in two balls because you can't win, Mm. still always, every ball, 100%, Mm. give your all. Teamwork, definitely be a big one. Every player, we always say, all eleven players can contribute, whether you're in the field, bat, ball, every ball you've got a chance to contribute in the field, and just make sure that you know you're as much a part of a team as anyone else is in it basically mm. and then- well, I think like representing the club almost mm. as it were as well is a big thing as well, that we sort of say like you know we have our own code of conduct that everyone has to sign and adhere to, and that's it like. You are representing yourself, but you're always representing Wellington as well and you have to adhere to our code, conduct and our rules. And we like to sort of be the best of ourselves on the pitch and off the pitch as we can. So that's playing within the rules of the game, team spirit, spirit of cricket. You know, that's the kind of thing we want to adhere to and make sure that when people say, oh, Wellington, yeah, play hard, play fair, enjoy that cricket. Enjoyment would be the third one, really. Fun, like we want people to enjoy playing cricket and playing for Wellington. So it's just sort of like that, playing very hard, being very competitive. Yes, we always want to win, but we want to enjoy it as well. In the first, second team, if we're playing really hard, it's a very good standard of cricket still, but if someone says something funny or does something stupid, you can stop and we can have a bit of a laugh about it and enjoy it and the same in the other team. And also, when you're playing against another team, like recognition of like just good cricket. Mm-hmm. Certainly, maybe not so much in the first team. Obviously, in that Premier League, it's a serious standard of cricket. But further down, if we're playing against people and a younger player comes in, plays a good shot, recognize it. Let them know. Encourage them. Mm. You know, you don't have to just because they're on the other team. Mm. You don't have to not say anything. Yeah. If they play a nice shot. You can recognize it.
2: I think one of the main things I've come away from this conversation with is the emphasis at Wellington on youth development and kind of looking more at that than the, you know, especially in the lower sides than the actual result. You know, seeing it as a development of the player more than the kind of, you know, the win, as you said, is, you know, you would like to win and you want to finish as high as possible. But, you know, if, like you were saying earlier, if, you know, if it's the choice between a young lad getting the experience of bowling the death overs or opening the batting and whatnot, well, then getting the win, then you'd much rather do that, which I think yeah. is a fantastic thing about the club. Um, my penultimate question, which is um, something that's been doing the rounds around the rumor mill, is um, something we've heard about lately, um, which is to do with your ground and um, to do with the lease and. Now, there's a few rumours going around about three years, five years, and things like this, and having to move out. Now, um, what is it that you know so far, kind of, about what's going on with your brand situation?
1: Yeah, so I don't know the uh, precise details of the years and the times and things like that, but there is a lease on the ground, that at the moment, um, Wellington's cricket club, like, we play on the ground, we don't pay to play on the ground. And that lease does run out. I think it's 10, 15 years, maybe even a few more. Like I say, I don't know the like, precise details on that, but there is a lease that can run out. But from my understanding is that they can't stop, they can't not have a cricket club on the ground. For cricket club, nothing can be built on that, on the pitches or anything like that. But it's just, if they wanted to, people own the ground could, when this lease runs up, could then charge the cricket club to use the facilities and the ground on their property. If they um, wish to, as it were. Mm. Final question, and
2: thank you very much, first of all. Um, if you, if someone was sat here who was interested in joining Wellington Cricket Club, whether it was themselves or their son or child or daughter or aunt or cousin or anything like that, what would be the main reasons, as you would say, as to why Wellington is
1: the club? Well, I'd just say like. Firstly, there is lots of clubs around Shropshire that are very good clubs to join. At Wellington, I would say, like say, I feel like we cater for all players of all ages, whereas maybe some clubs maybe can't do that. I feel like you say yourself, we go from Premier League with our first team right down to Sunday Division 2 with our fifth team. So as an adult or a youngster, if you're a youngster and you're wanting to start from 10 to 14, if you're just starting cricket or haven't played cricket and you're 22, you can come and you'll have an opportunity everyone's invited to our winter nets or on a thursday night in the summer you can just come along there's no pressure you can contact anyone from the club through the website or whatever and help yourself come along we'll talk to you you can have a net in the winter again we run winter nets normally in february for adults but we do nets before christmas for juniors under 10s to under 16s as well under 18s as well we also run an academy in the winter for sort of like sort of more exceptional players as it were under 16s mm-hmm. under 18s which, again, anyone from any club is welcome to apply to that. And the same in the winter. If you want to come and play in our under-10s or under-13s or under-11s, under-15s, anyone's welcome. And with the adults, again, like I said, when our winter net starts, you're welcome to come along, join in nets, and then we'll start, we'll probably have a conversation with you and you can talk to you while you look at the nets and you can kind of figure out which net you want to go in or practice in. And then we'll go from there. So you can kind of almost find your standard in the nets, as it were, which might then determine which maybe team you start in. We tend to, and then if it's players that like, again, we don't know any like how good you are or what you are or what you say. We just start you from the lower teams down, and you just move yourself up to line whichever standard you are, which we think gives you a chance to enjoy your cricket more than anything. And then. If you do well in one team, you'll move up to the next team like anyone else. It doesn't matter if you've been playing at Wellington for 15 years or two weeks. If you're doing well in a team, you'll go up to the next team and you'll get a chance in that team to show what you can do. Again, whether you're 14 or 44, Mm. like all players, all ages are welcome. We also, obviously, like to say, we have our ladies team and our girls teams as well. We have under 11s, under 13s girls, and a ladies team who have won the league again this year as well. So again, like we're literally open to everyone, and we also have social members where you can play just pay ten pounds, and you're welcome to come down and just watch, drink in our clubhouse, walk your dog around the pitch, enjoy the cricket. Like mm, everyone's fantastic. as much a member, whether you're paying or you're a social member. You know, we like to think like we're all one big family and everyone's welcome and we want everyone that comes to the club, whether you're playing, watching, to just enjoy being there, being at the ground, enjoy playing cricket, basically.
2: Ah, oh, fantastic. So, Wellington Cricket Club, enjoy, develop and hopefully win. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you and uh, it's been a fantastic interview and I'm pretty sure this won't be the last time we get you on the podcast because you've been an absolute... Uh, wonder to actually chat to and uh, all that left me to say is thank you very much.
1: No problem. Cheers. Thank you very much.
2: Cheers, buddy. Yeah, so it was uh, a really good interview with Alex and he had some really great stuff to say. We were actually at the Henry Tudor house for probably two hours before we actually started recording because we're having that good a chat and talking about that many things and yeah really really interesting and again Wellington lads we didn't hear the didn't tell us the McLovin story so yeah if you do have anything to say please let us know but yeah hopefully we'll be having Alex on again because he had some really interesting things to say and like everyone in the Shropshire League um apparently a friend of Andy Harrison um who isn't yeah uh, me but, no yeah some interesting things from that interview
3: I tell you it's great to hear his perspective over such a massive club as Wellington hear their policies because um, they've clearly got um, they've got a great um, blueprint yeah exactly right good, good term, yeah. they know what they're doing by, so they're, mm. they're setting for the future bringing the kids in fantastic mm. do you reckon Jay
4: yeah and I like the way they can do it because of what we said earlier about each team sort of being in the league above aren't they mm. in the structure um, I think their blueprint of you know the youngsters going up and or going up each team and ensuring they bat in the top five if they're a batsman or mm. ensuring they get a bowl if they're a bowler or keeper. Mm. Um, I like it, and and if you know if it works for them, mm. which it clearly does, then fair dues. Oh, yeah, mm. I like it. I'm, I'm a fan.
2: Yeah, I was to be honest, coming coming away from that meeting, it, well interview, even like or just like yeah, meet up interview it was really fantastic it was really interesting to see how a club like Wellington who you know have a fantastic youth setup. up you know they are they are a big place as being Wellington and they do have a lot of history you know the first Shropshire club to win the Birmingham league you know actually had Chris Rogers ex-Australian yeah, yeah. opening batsman you know a fantastic setup. seeing how they go about it and also it's it's only something that if other Shropshire clubs take on you can only improve. Obviously, you know, not every club can be a Wellington. Not every club can have a youth prospect like they do. But the set that they have and the way, that, the way that they look at their teams and develop through the divisions and things like that is only something that can be inspire other clubs in Shropshire. Yeah,
4: I think it's a real eye-opener, isn't it? Mm. You know, of how things can be done. I know they've got, you know, a, a decent catchment area and they're a big club with fantastic facilities. Um, but I think other clubs can sort of aspire like you say, aspire to mm. to to not copy the blueprint, but but
3: take some hints from it. Yeah, yeah take some true hints true.
4: and clues yeah. from it, yeah. and, and and ultimately learn from it and, and benefit their own mm. clubs. Yeah. I think I think it's
2: great. I think it was a really good interview. I think I think Joss it goes back to something that we were talking about in the last podcast when we were talking about how you know we, when we've got so many sides who are struggling to get team out. Yeah. How we can how we could probably get and others that do it well. Yeah, yeah you well, know,
3: I mean, Beacon for example, Be- Beacon have got a great policy in place that they mm. you know, do fantastic well and it's like you look, she, she, lessons yeah. learned sort of thing isn't it yeah,
2: yeah. You've, got, you've got teams like Wellington who've got five sides you've got Lushall who've got four sides Knocking have yeah. got four sides you know and Alberbury we've got three sides we're, we're, there, there are probably more more players in, in Alberbury's cricket team than and there are Alberbury. people in yeah. Alberbury <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and it goes to show if you, if you put the effort and in you, and, you and you have you, the system and you, you have the right to,
3: people I'm mean, going Marky Drake and Hinstock that area mm. they've been struggling
2: to market yeah. it's quite a, big, quite a big it's a big, big town, town isn't it yeah. town. Some, I was not thinking, get 11 some well last I, season's not yeah. get 11 you know what something some, some I was thinking about is what about if like what if areas do like an open day I was thinking about this where like kids from all areas people from all areas who just want to play cricket you put on an open day where it's like it's just games and you put people turn up and then you mix teams on based of ability and what's going on And it's kind of like, you know, in like the NFL where they do like a combine and you get to see players and then you can go and kind of like go, oh, yeah, so you'll have one for the town centre, one for like Market Drayton, one for like the rural areas. So in Albury, for example, you'd have people from Monty and all these places. And then you get all these people and you use all the clubs, all their promotion to try and get people to come and play. And then at the end of it, you can go, look, oh, yeah, you can come for us. You can come for us. And, And be a good way for people to get to know people who are in the area in the combined areas who are interested in playing cricket and maybe moving across but then obviously that may come with its own politics but yeah
3: exactly so I would say if you're watching it from Monty's control right mm. I'd say you know, nothing against Monty a great club you are not seeing our players blah 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 you know yeah. you get all that you get all that
2: rubbish but um, it'd be, I thought it may be a bit of an interesting thing if you had yeah, just yeah. people who've never played cricket before just give them the kit and just have them play another game against other people, you know, especially with all the hype that's gone on with the Ashes and things, you know, I've had friends who've messaged me going, I've never played cricket before, but I want to find a club, you know what I mean? And Actually, I've had that as are well. We, but are we doing enough to kind of promote and go, look, these are the players, are we doing events? You know, there are some things where, could we be putting on events where we're doing like little road shows of cricket and these are the cricket clubs who are around and actively showing people where they can go and ma- letting them make the decision, maybe. Maybe they, get, they go to the, one of these open days and go, actually, I quite get on with the people from Lillishaw. Oh, actually, I get on with the people from Knocking. Actually, I don't like Beacon. I like Shelton. Or I don't like Shelton. I like Beacon.
4: no need for that, was <laughs> <laughs> Just on the point, what Beacon do, you know, Beacon do a, a week-long summer camp. I know other clubs do a summer mm. camp as well. But we do a week-long summer camp and it's not just cricket; it's a lot mm. of other activities for for the kids to um, participate in. And it's mm. not just members; it's mm. outside. Um, you know, young lads from from and girls from from outside mm. Beacon as well, and we can get them involved that way. I know mm. we've done that in the past, where we bring them in, and you know they do canoeing mm. and kayaking and archery, all sorts of things. Great. Mm. Um, mm. But and then once they're sort of within the Beacon parameter, mm. we can. You know what I mean? You, mm. you can encourage them for cricket. We do cricket in the summer camp as well, but mm. you can encourage them. i come to a Thursday junior night and, mm. and whatnot. But I absolutely, I think your open days and your summer camps,
2: I think they're fantastic. Obviously it's hard because the cricket board already do quite a lot and it's hard and you know, you're working on volunteers a lot of the mm. time, you know, people, you know, like yourself, just mm. who do a lot for the board and do a lot for shops of cricket and all itself, you know, and it's, trying to get those people to do things and especially on the off time it's hard to put these things in order. What are your thoughts Toss?
3: Well I mean, you're right I think every club needs needs someone that is prepared to put well more than one person they need three or four people basically that are prepared to effectively run the club mm. do all the, all the excuse my language all the crap that goes on behind the scenes. Mm. Um, I think B can do it fantastically well they've got some brilliant volunteers mm. we're, we're lucky at Oldbury we've got Richard James who's an Absolute stalwart, and every club needs these people, Mm. and they're a dying breed, unfortunately.
2: Mm. One thing, one thing, finally, that will probably make a big difference, I think, in possibly the survival of village clubs, and also in the survival of English cricket. And it may divide opinion, but I think the hundreds can have a massive impact, and I, I think for village cricket itself, I think that's going to be huge. Whether clubs encounter cricket, dislike it or not, to be honest, I think it's going to be massive. Having cricket, which is competitive, which people can get behind, people see things like football in big cities, I think it's going to be massive and also it's going to get people seeing cricket and wanting these big games and also wanting to play cricket. You've got one game that's been live this season the World Cup final, and then you've got the tense game, the Ashes, which was fantastic, which people have heard about, people were interested in cricket again, and it's kind of revitalised cricket. You know, county championship attendances went up, you know, with people who are the regulars, but then also, you know, you've got people wanting to play cricket again. And I think the 100, for me, I think is a good thing. More to the fact that it's going to be on terrestrial TV more than anything, and I hope it will invigorate the new generation.
4: Yeah, I mean, I hope it does, of course, but is it going to be better than a couple of the moments you've just mentioned, the World Cup final Mm -hmm. and Ben Stokes at, was it Headingley, wasn't it, the last Mm -hmm. day where he got 130 yards? Is the hundred going to offer more than that? I think... It might do, it might offer... The same as that on a more regular basis, yeah. admittedly. So, so
3: for me, I think the, the key point James made was that he's going to telly. terrestrial tally. Well, it's yeah. Massive. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. massive.
2: It's going to be visible um, for me.
3: The negative for me is it's another form of cricket. I think there's enough forms already, already out there. But if people can watch it on terrestrial tally then... That, that's, that's and that's a plus. Good. That is only
2: going to yeah. be a plus for yeah. me when they're talking about hundred balls, hundred this, five this, five that. Yeah, I, under, I understand because I have friends who try to get into cricket, and I go, right, that's an over. And they're like, what's an over? Yeah, six absolutely. balls, six balls. You know, we're built up. We're, we're we're a generation now which are brought up with five and ten and fives and tens. It's not six make six and twelves make things anyway, You know, without. Seeming kind of like new age and things like that. But you know, giving people right, there's a hundred balls and that's what you've got to do, and someone can bowl five balls or bowl ten balls. You know what do, I mean? But does that it make, make it a little
4: bit more complicated for viewers? You can is it am I right you can choose how many balls you mm. bowl? You, you can yeah, choose whether a bowl, bowl of ours five, or five or ten, ten yeah. yeah. Which I mean cricket is already confusing to some, as mm. you've already alluded to. To most, to most yeah. yeah, as you've already alluded to. Mm. Including me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and I just think is this sort of over-complicating things further? I mean, oh, look, you don't know really yeah, until yeah, it's we, happened. We see how it goes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think everyone is mm. is open to mm. new ideas
3: I'm excited about
2: the, the tell you. That, that's the main thing for me. Mm. Anyway, we move on to our little game of Higher and Lower. <laughs> Your host, Joss Elliott.
3: Welcome to Higher or Lower with me, Joss Elliott, and co-caller host, James Hill, yeah. and guest, Jamie Martin So, So, the rules of the game are: I'm sure you all know the game Play Your Cards Right from the 80s. In fact, you probably don't, I'm just an old bastard. <laughs>
2: I was born in the 80s,
3: but basically, oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, the rules were: you had a card, you had to guess whether it was higher or lower. Cheers, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Forsyth is now dead.
2: RIP, oh, Bruce. I'm nearly
3: there. I'm nearly there. I know. But okay, so so basically, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to read out some cricket stats, and you have to decide whether or not it's higher or lower than the previous stat. Obviously, okay. so we haven't got a started. So, so my start of the tens, you have to guess the number from this one, because you haven't got higher high or low. So, okay. the number of run scorers that scored a thousand or more runs in the Shropshire County Cricket League this year. What are your guesses? And by the way, by the way, I have some spiced run against both these guys. If they get <laughs> it wrong, they have to down it.
2: I have to say, it does smell very spicy.
3: James Hurd is quite excited about this. Jamie Martin looks ill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: nothing new there. So,
3: what are your guesses? Number of people that have scored a thousand or more runs this year. You want me
4: to go first? Why not? In just Saturday League cricket is this?
3: Yeah. In Shropshire County Cricket League. So, all Sunday divisions. Is what? So Sundays as well. No so, Sundays. Four? Marshall says four. Alright,
4: I Don't say higher or lower, I want
2: to figure. No, no, yeah, 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 I want to figure. Um I think Conor Glenn Denning may have that. He's, he's Googling it. Oh, hang on a
3: minute.
2: I haven't Googled it at all. It's literally Connie Glenn Connie Denning is obviously got a thousand Okay, so that's one. I think my Sam Jaffrey, possibly. Um, who's the lad? The lad from Wiltshire. Um, possibly two. Zayla. Three. I want
3: a number. I don't want. Yeah, a mean, I'm number. not being funny, Josh, But I'm gonna go for all all i know,
2: I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five.
3: Five. So you said four. You said five. Yes. So whoever's first away. Well,
4: no, but that means but I've gone first there. Yeah. And he's now gone five. And if it's like twenty-three. Oh, okay.
3: So whoever whoever's, whoever's first away has to down a, down a drink. And the correct answer is two. Yes. <laughs> Get it down. Get down your the, 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 the only two people that scored the thousand runs all were Ash Patents and Brosley. Oh no. One thousand seventy-nine runs. Overseas. And Conor Denning of Chelmarsh with one thousand and seven.
4: Well done. Can we top her up, please? Because we got the next one wrong as well. <laughs> Good
3: point.
2: <laughs> I got one, and I think that proves well, that I have not then. googled any of these results.
3: So now, <laughs> that was a bit tight. Yes. It's my rum, so i have been quite tight, and no, I can't put the lid on. So now you only have to say higher or lower.
2: Okay, so higher or lower than two? So
3: two, two is number one. So the number of Bowlers that took fifty or more wickets in the Shropshire Cricket League this year.
2: Is the loser? Can I go first?
3: Yeah, that's fair enough. I think
2: that's fine. Yeah, because I've got my answer. I'm, I'm confident this is higher. I'm, I'm also saying higher. Sam Griffiths definitely got more yeah, than fifty. Absolutely. I think there's bowlers in the Premier who definitely got more than fifty. Yeah, I'm it, going higher. And two. Yeah. So high, you're both, both right. You're both
3: right. There were can four. We, Four. So Sam Griffiths, quite right, leading wicket-taker, 69. Shabir Khan of Newport, got 62. Ryan Quiney of Weirfield, 53. Uh, and Matthew Sayers of Forton, which is surprising a bit, 52. Ah, good ball Matt
4: Sayers. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Good baller, especially in
3: Division 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so. Lovely
4: bit of in-swing.
3: So we're looking at four. Now, higher or lower than four, the number of tied games. The came to Cricket League this year.
4: So who's going first here? Yeah? Does it matter? So it's we'll turn now. Yours. Tied games.
3: Four. Parallel. All the same. We can go for the same film.
2: So tied, tar- like, exactly the same score. Yeah, that, uh, that's, that's a, tie a tie. You know games. what a tie is, yeah, on, yeah, that is, That is
4: a tie. <laughs> we, we've already spoken about a tie earlier. I'm, I'm going to go lower. I can remember. I can't remember who it was, but I can remember them being a I'm going to go lower.
2: I
3: think four. Damn sure. Don't want to hurry.
2: You know what? Pearl needs a drink. Ten, ten divisions. Ten divisions. I'm backing. There's been more than four. I'm gonna say higher. And the correct answer is six. Oh, <laughs> drink it's me. Jamie. Yeah. Drink, 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 drink. Uh, oh, oh. oh
3: I oh. <laughs> I don't have the details of the games. I know Frankton were involved in two of the times.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so we Just
4: to let the listeners know, I've got about <laughs> twice as much as her in my glass.
2: <laughs> and Josh has so, also passed the bottle next to me.
3: <laughs> so, we are working on six then. Hurl alone than six... Individual most run outs in the Shropshire County Cricket League this year.
2: Individual, so by most run outs by a single person. Yeah, yeah. Um, six. Oh, that's a, that's a I'm going to go. I'm going to go higher. I reckon there's going to be someone who's going to be an absolute gunfield rippon who's got. Misses. That's not you, is it? Well, I was going to say you in that Sunday game. Where were we at? Oh, where were we at? we me and Doyle opened the batting.
4: Kinler,
3: Kinler. We dropped Doyle off my bowl.
4: Yeah, well, you'll tell you what you had. What wasn't You had a blinder at point there, hell, I've got to be honest. I wasn't
2: trying, I wasn't a nice day. Why, Why would but... you not try on a cricket field? It was just something. you let us Come down. On. We'd scored 300 runs, and they got 100 for all out. How many of those 300 did you
3: get? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, most runners, higher lower than six? I've gone higher than six. So I'm, than I'm going lower. You're going lower? Yeah. Mm. Oof. The correct answer is four.
2: Yes.
4: Jug, jug, jug.
3: So there were four people who got four runs.
4: <laughs> <guys>. a <laughs> oh,
2: Where's that sick bucket? <laughs>
3: oh. <laughs> Oliver Wood of Welford. Thirds. Oh my lord. Chris that's... Campbell of Clim Thirds... Chris Sam... Campbell.
2: I know him. Funky, yeah. you, Chris Campbell.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sam Davis of Harcourt, and Joshua Norris of All Scott all got four runouts
2: each. Oh. Oh, i thought that was the question <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Oh. so that was spicy that is really yeah because you just topped yourself that up that is really yeah, yeah. <laughs> whilst josh was asking the question you <laughs> topped yourself, you yourself to the to same blame. as you so it was fair well, you got out. yourself to
4: blame to the same as you so, so. it was fair
2: but so. it did it did burn the back of the james. time james james you're not the host now
3: yes <laughs> yes <Yeah, sharp laughs> on my quiz show so all right bruce higher than four Who's got a bit of an advantage here? Josh
2: Elliott's average.
3: No, Owen. (laughs)
2: Owen, (laughs) Lower. (laughs) Owen
3: Roberts' batting average in the seconds.
2: Oh, probably. I don't know who this. Who he is? Owen Owen Roberts is a bowler. Um, he likes to swing the bat lower half. Um. 5-0-4, I'm four. Aaron
3: Roberts batting average in Aubrey's oh, second. You know, I, f- I you feel it's a it is, bit unfair, I've you know, be
2: honest. You know what though, it's hard because it's not it's, it's harder not. for me. It's no no it's hard for me because I know he's a batsman who could possibly average 20. But I've seen him walk in first ball, last man, with three runs to win, ten overs to go, and he's walked down the crease. Mr. missed
4: a straight one, was <laughs> to lose the game. Um, Sounds like our
2: captain, that,
4: Chas. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Chas. Uh, so,
2: higher or lower, boys? We have to, have um, to. Actually, you know what? I remember someone saying, his average was two, so I'm gonna go, and I don't think you've got too many on the final game of the season, I'm gonna go lower.
4: I don't know whether to play the game and go higher, or just try and sort of play it safe. If we I'll play it. the game, I'm going to go
3: higher. You're going higher than... Four. Was it four? four yeah, higher than no. four.
2: Come so on, average average. come on,
3: His average is 4.14! Yes! <laughs> yes! That's right.
2: Get it, Dada!
3: <laughs> Zulu warrior.
4: <laughs> <laughs> top him up, top him up. Well
3: done, Held. Oh, God, <laughs> We may not finish this podcast, I'm afraid, folks. Because who going to get in the Oh,
4: Stevie Josh. Okay. <laughs>
3: It stings the nostrils. So, so, <laughs> so, higher or lower than 4.14, the number of Beacon players with more than 5,000 runs in their history. Is that all competitions? All competitions. According to the Shropshire County Cricket League website.
4: That includes Midweek, does it?
3: According to the Shropshire County I don't know do
4: you being too technical. Does that include Midweek? No, or it doesn't, does it?
2: Can we just say this is unfair now because I don't know anything. If-
3: Oh, <laughs> talk about days.
4: What do
2: next
3: year?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just for the listeners, I have tried to tap up both of these lads off camera tonight. <laughs> um, sir, so, can you say it again? The more number than... of Beacon
3: players yeah. with more than five thousand runs in Honest. history Beacon, according to Shropshire County Cricket. That's a Interface.
4: Saturday only. So five thousand. How long have you been around for? What, well, a Beacon? Mm. I've just had, this is just completed my fifth season. But I know I've just gone above, is it Hosking, Steve Hosking, in the all-time Saturday run scorers for Beacon. I've just gone above it. Oh I'm, I'm just, I can't remember, I've got to be honest, I don't know.
2: You're just saying
4: that. No, 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 I've just been told by James Bellamy told me the other day. I've, I've gone up to sixth place, I think, in the all-time, that Saturday run. More, is it more than fourth? No, I'm gonna go lower. And lower, no, than lower, than lower, lower, lower. In the
2: game early. Five thousand is a lot of runs. And Beacon have not been around and lower. I agree. I agree with him. I don't oh, think that's I do boring. But I agree with him. I think I don't yeah, think I do anyone's scored more than five thousand. I don't I, I think I we think probably think... have more than about two. We all know rear is the club. Mark Jones is our top scorer. Mark James is our top scorer by like about eleven billion runs. Right, no, but he's got eleven thousand, and Mike Cawshill's yeah. the next with like seven thousand. Yeah, but this, and they both played. Yeah,
4: but yeah, but you have to remember. The, the, yeah, but Beacon started two thousand and four in division the lower division, was seven or eight at the time, whereas people like Steve Hosking, Steve Reese, getting a lot of runs. Um, I'm not sure many have reached five thousand though. Once I'm going lower. I'm just. going lower.
3: Yeah. I'm biggoted that you're both right. The answer is one. Okay, who is that? It's Steve it Hosking. Is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Hosking. Yeah, Hawking. there you go. 5,405 runs.
4: So that's Saturdays only, is it,
3: yeah? Shops count regularly. Oh, Josh,
4: just tell no, me. No, just no, 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 A simple straight. Yes or no would be. I don't know. So we're still at four
2: point one. So now
3: we get a bit more personal. So, higher or lower than one... Hurley, When did you start playing for Aubrey? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, um,
2: 2004. 2004. But I have two different play crickets. 2004.
3: So technically, so, so technically. Much, um, if question. question. Oh. If well, you're I'll looking, give me a bit of background. So in 15 years, and this includes midweek, Saturday, Sunday, indoor. How many run has James Hill had?
2: Cricket. Ah, right. So what, over, how many has he? Whilst fielding or whilst batting? Fielding. So what, what, whilst
3: he says this,
2: whilst he, <laughs> says, whilst he says this, I have two play crickets. One since I've rejoined on yeah, which but I've all, been in 2015 yeah, yeah, and the, one before.
3: The, the, the question is, how many? How low than one?
2: In, which case, in 15 years. In which case, I know the answer is higher. I don't know if
4: you're double-bluffing. But,
2: if it, but that, that is if he's going on both play crickets. So are you saying you've got two profiles in, on play cricket? I have. One before I returned to Alderbury, and When one, did you return to mm-hmm. um, Three, four years ago.
0: This, had, this, season, this
2: season, this season, the season before, the okay. season before that. And the season before that, I played
4: half a season. So, okay, so just out of curiosity, have you had a run out in the last sort of three, three and a half years?
2: <laughs> I had one this season against when first game of the season, the two did you? Yeah. Was it a direct hit? It was a fantastic run. Was it a direct hit? Yeah. I, d- I, was a, I was at point, I dived to my left, caught it in one hand, picked it up, oh, turned Oh, on, no, there.
4: no, 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 you did not dive. The did
2: you were caught as well. <laughs> Oh, you didn't plan that game. Oh, gonna get, I,
4: oh, I'm going oh. to get... I'm... Gonna, I'm going to... I'm going to... Oh, I'm going to... It's a tough one, this. Oh, got, <laughs> I've seen him feel. I'm going to no, back on i going to go higher. Thing,
3: so you both both gone higher than one. You're both right. The answer, in 15 years, in indoor, midweek, and Saturdays and Sundays, is two.
4: Yeah, boy! You, you yes. celebrate, James, but... 15 years, two yeah, I
3: know. It's, just
4: I, it's pretty good from fine leg.
3: So, so moving on... <laughs> I just said you got one from point. <laughs> So moving on. Higher lower than two. The number of 50s, other than his famous Birmingham League ton, Andy Harrison has scored for Sentinel as an all-rounder in his 59 games for Sentinel. Good. Higher or lower than two?
2: How is the the the, the question, the question is. So the thing is, though, this should be something that we should all know because if Andy does anything, we know he works it into a conversation. Yeah. We played, we played hard the other game. So, he... We played a batsman. We did really well. He was really, he was doing all. He was smashing us all around the park. Then all of a sudden, where's it getting to Andy?
3: I oh, Okay. Oh, so. Say so, it again, sorry. So, apart from his Birmingham League... Is, is well, okay,
4: apart from, yeah. Apart
3: from yeah. his Birmingham that everyone in the world knows about
4: Including Matthew Hogarth.
3: Yeah. In his 59 games, as I said now, all-rounder, how many 50s has he scored? Lower, or, than lower than two. Higher or lower than two. Is same. it my turn to go first? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. I'm... I'm
2: sorry, Andy, but I'm going to go lower than two. You know what? i back, Andy. I'm going to go higher. Andy, I believe in you, bro.
3: Correct answer is one.
4: (laughs) Yes. Andy, you're not that good, mate.
2: (laughs) In eye games. Come on. on. Uh, (laughs) I apologise. I'm I'm not sure how much our
3: listeners are enjoying this, but...
2: We are. are yeah,
4: I? Well, I am. Well, and erlis <laughs> He's plastered.
3: <laughs> He's deliberately getting them wrong, right? <laughs> hang on, what,
4: what else have we got left after this in the podcast? Quite a lot. <laughs> Half, <laughs> them, <laughs> Half the divisions. OK. They've, they've got, got them. They've got okay, no hope. So we're
3: on one. The final one. Higher or lower? Josh's average in his last eight games. Five.
4: I'd love to say lower, but... <laughs> Well, I, I think you've got a 50 recently towards the end of the season, Joss. And even if you failed in the other seven, what would that be? 50 divided
3: by eight? What was the...? What's the...? 4.37. Yeah, I
4: think that's still above, isn't it? So I'm... I'm also going to go higher.
2: I was with you and I witnessed a 40, I thought... Uh, you're was both...
3: Four... You're both right.
2: Oh, so... Uh, no. wait, 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 wait. Can I, can I wait, check no, something wait, out just there? Just wait, just wait, just wait. Let's find out the reason that he's made this the last question of the game. <laughs> Go on, Joss. Tell us your average. My
3: average for the last eight games is one hundred and eighty. Uh, Congratulations <laughs> to Joss Elliott. <laughs> I, I, I don't know it's if it's all right, mate. I don't know. I
4: don't know if the listeners heard a pause there. Well, I say heard a pause. You can't okay. actually hear it. But we, me and Earl were both looking at each other, absolutely Hang stunned.
3: <laughs> What's <laughs> that? V Kund 41 away. V Wenton did not bat, V 51 59 V Witcher 41 Oh, out. hang on! Hang v on! Got, hang 19. on! No, hang v, on! V, v Kinder! We're including Sunday cricket in this! My last
4: eight innings! <laughs> oh, <laughs> <My> last eight <laughs> oh, that's
3: a My trick question, game. that is. What
4: about your last eight innings um, Saturday uh, only?
2: Probably about three.
4: <laughs> well, I was still wrong, it? So there we go.
2: <laughs> There we go, listeners. Uh, Joss Elliott, high or lower? And uh, just the game, just to get through that he averaged 148. <laughs> I 180. In last day, isn't he? 180. Can,
4: 180. I, can I propose that me and Hurler both got uh, our shots of <laughs> spiced rum that we'll down them anyway? Yep. Yes. Cheers.
3: Cheers. Yes, yeah, boys. Oh,
2: <laughs> well, Let's move on <laughs> to the other divisions. Well <laughs> So after that, and um, whilst <laughs> the rum <laughs> sinks into my veins, not much for Jamie because he got them right. Congratulations, Jamie. Thank we you. move on to the rest of Division 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 and 8 because we kind of want to get on to talking about where the restructuring is going on and we think that that's the main thing, that we're going to get to. So top of Division 3, Oswestry 2nd-11. Now, at the beginning of the season, Oswestry 2s, were confident they were going to win the division, and they felt like they were going to win it quite comfortably, but second and third place were Shelton second 11 and Ludlow second 11. so decent results for those two teams?
4: Yeah, I think you know back to what we said before, Oswestry first 11 play in Birmingham League, their second 11 coming into Division three. I think you'd expect them to do well. Shelton twos, um, their ones of course, have had a big influx of new signings, um, knock on effect. Helps the the second eleven. I know Ben Chambers. You know a friend of mine um, has played a lot of games in the twos, sort of the back end of the season, done really well, um, and potentially has helped them over the line for promotion. We think we think they're promoted, don't we? Mm. Um, without confirmation, um, Ludlow Twos
2: again, another big side who are in the Premier Division for me. Yeah, I mean, and, and deserves so to got that, that depth. Of... They've got a little bit of depth for the second mm. eleven.
4: Um, Wellington threes we've spoken a lot about Wellington tonight do things the right way well above
2: them you've got Wellington Willie sorry you got, above them you've got Willie who are on 289 points you yeah. know with the best of the rest in that division and then yeah it's a bit of an interesting situation because penultimate game of the season Hinstock got removed which made a bit of a difference but in the end it didn't make too much it, you know it, it gave Hodnett a chance Hodnett Peppelow and Tiverton Gave them a chance to stay up, but at the end of the day, they didn't quite make it. And they actually, from what I gather, they they fielded a side with seven players just to make sure that they could, didn't fulfil the fixture. Make sure yeah, you know what out. I mean. They didn't have the same fate as Hodnick, uh, as Hinstock, which you have to admire. Mm. Um, although I imagine it would have been very difficult for those six or seven mm. players, but um. finished thirty-one points behind second eleven. And for me, Quat Second Eleven, another team who kind of like, oh, I felt weren't too much different from Aubrey Second Eleven last season, who find themselves top five of the Division Five. So I, you know, for me, I don't think anyone from ninth downwards from Division Three to the top five, six in Division Five, there's too much of a difference. Now we move on to Division Four, and Chelmarsh ran away with it. Ran away with it, but. (laughs) You know, when you've got two players like Stephen Zayla and Conor Glenn-Denning, what else do you expect? And then also Wheaton-Aston. Good gap for that. The you good know gap what I mean? for them. 31 points. Is it 31? Yeah, 31 points ahead of maybe two. But then also, you know, 59 points between them and Chelmarsh. But then for a lot of teams who played in that division, you know, I spoke to Carl the whole pre-season and they said that yeah. Wheaton-Aston and, and Chelmarsh would be the two teams to beat. Very it's absolutely bang on and, you know, you. it's going to be interesting to see who goes up and down from those divisions and, like we said, we'll talk about that in a minute when we talk about who goes up and down and how what that may do, but then at the bottom of Division 4, you've got Church <clears throat> Stretton and, second from bottom, Kai Glass, Jamie.
4: Yeah, shame for Kai Glass. Um, if they do go down, we've got one or two friends, um, mm. Kai Glass, from uh, playing for Grasshoppers, Nathan and Nick Broadbent in particular. Mm. Mm. Um, so of course it would be it would be a shame on a personal note um, if they got relegated. They're four points behind Bishop's Castle, eight points behind Bridge North, threes. So quite a close sort of uh, church strand, a little bit behind, yeah. but but from sort of eighth to to tenth, um, mm. very close. It's only not is it nine eight points? Sorry, separating. Mm. Those three sides, so it would be a but shame then, on a personal note for Nathan and Nick. But. but
2: then thirty points between them and Calverhall, and for me, I think you know, yeah, that, those, that's a big difference. You in, know, in Division I, for four. for me personally, having played for Calverhall and also seen Acton Reynolds and also seen Wheaton Aston in previous seasons, I genuinely, I I genuinely don't think there's too much of a difference between. I think the teams who have finished top three of Division 5 will do well in Division 4. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think there's too much of a difference between teams who are doing mid, mid-table in Division 4 or bottom half of Division 3 between those who are at the top five positions of Division 5. And to be
3: honest, conversely to what James said, but it's a shame to see Kyle and and Street going down because you've got mates. Looking at it as an Aubrey Seconds player,
2: mm.
3: it's actually a good thing because I'll play him next year.
2: Yeah. I can't well, wait to play Nathan if and, yeah. and
3: and Mo Mo
2: M O L E. It will be fantastic. But then we move on to the Division Five and Wem Second Eleven. Fair play because I spoke to some players who also played against them last season and shared the same thoughts that I did. You know, Wem Second Eleven. I haven't done quite a lot in the last few seasons, but this season when it's mattered. They've absolutely smashed it. Well, and they've they've ended run, ended run away up in, with it, Yeah, it? run away with it. And, you know, for Wem Cricket Club, you know, even though they're playing, you know, like Ben Peel and players like that, they end up just going into their first 11 anyway. It'd be good for their second level to keep moving up those divisions. Don't yeah. you think, Charles? Yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely. Bridge the gap between where the first one and where the seconds are. Com- completely right. Mm. And, um, I mean, looking at the bottom of that division, to see Whitchurch. Second the bottom, potentially relegated is, wow. is bizarre because when they played us at our place, they had um, they scored 316 for mm. eight or 45 overs. Um, Ed Watson Smith, I think he only played a couple of games for them, but he scored 95. Mm. Dave Marvel, great guy, good friend of mine, scored 91. Mm. Dave Weaver scored 60. Um, and they were they were mm. they were very, very strong. They'd been our first on that day. Mm. but the thing with all these big clubs it depends who turns up on the day
2: yeah for me I think what I heard from that Whitchurch team that played us on that day was more of a fact that they were available and they didn't feel as though because they were only just available that they could put them straight into their first I think Ed Ed Watson Watson Watson
3: was only available for three games or something I think they thought they couldn't just put them in the ones
2: I think you look at you know you look at Wemm, Brosie, Condover, and those teams are by far and away the best teams in those leagues. And to be honest, for me, I don't see any I don't see anything in them not going up and up and up. And for me I've seen Market Drayton being one of the teams to look for next season. Yeah. But then again, you know, you look at Newtown down to Whitchurch and there's hardly any points between those teams and you know it's very much of a muchness and you know, Witchurch had which is, like we said, they've got those good players who can come in and make a big difference for them. But then again, from whenever we've played them, how many times can those players come in and make that difference? You know, Molly Batkin, a fantastic player, um, but she and she's playing every season, but how much has she backed from the rest of the team all the season? And, you know, there's not too much of a difference between, you know, your much Wenlocks to your new towns and you know i think it's an it's going to be another league quite like division 1 where it's a two half a league you know your top 6 are in a league of their own and the bottom 6 are in a league of their own as well i think fair dues to win. they've they've
4: uh, topped the league uh, by how many points is that 42 points is it over brosley and brosley've got a a phenomenal top 4 5 batting order mm. for division 5 they have an overseas i think mm. Yeah. I think I'm right.
3: Scored, the yeah,
4: Ashpoten. He got it th- was he got over a thousand, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he? was in the quiz, yeah. yeah. And then other players such as Kieran Osborne, yeah, um, yeah and one or two others that are, I think in that top four or five from Brosley. And um, fair dues to Wem, um, forty-two points uh, is a very good effort, I think. Yeah. I'm
2: not sure. So- I'm not sure whether Ash Patants, No, actually. Well, yeah, he may be there overseas, but I'm well, not sure. Well, I think sure. he's, he's Australian. He's Australian. Australian. If he, if, yeah, yeah. Is he, the, is he the overseas? But they've also got another lad um, who's also unbelievable who came in, who's, like, their number three or four, and he's really good as well. Uh, I Kieran can't, Osborne. No, not Kieran. No, yeah, Kieran Osborne. Well, Kieran... And then they've got Chris Kelvin. Kirkia. Kelvin... Kelvin yeah, Robertson, right, they've got yeah. three batsmen yeah. there who are absolutely fantastic. And then they've got a young lad who's a left arm over who bowls, I think, for Shropshire under-16s, and he's fantastic as well. You know, and in that, they've got four or five really fantastic yeah. players who should push them up the leagues. You know, and the team, well, you the, think, size, the, team the size of Brosley and the area of Brosley, you know. Well, you think and probably hope that Brosie would get
4: promoted. I know we're not sure because if they, they finish second, we're not sure mm. if they're going up. Um I think you look at their top three, four, um, and uh, the the young the young left army you've
2: just mentioned, you'd think mm. they would they would probably earn the right to be promoted. Yeah. For me, I think the top three should be promoted from that. But anyway, we move on to division six and division seven. Now, division six and division seven for me are big leagues. Not in the fact that they're like the highest order, but I think there's been some fantastic stuff, especially in Division 6. Division 6, wow, wow. Let me talk you through it. In Division 6, going into the final two games, Gillsfield led the table, and they were on 289 points. Colin were second with 288 points, one point behind. And Willie, second 11, were on 286 points, only three points behind. And not only that, at the bottom end of the table, the bottom of the league side, Acton Reynolds, even closer. Yeah, Acton Reynolds, second 11, were on 140 points. Ninth, St George's third 11, 144. And Hardcore, 143. So four points separating the bottom four, you know, and three points separating the top three. Absolutely fantastic. And it went on to the final day where. Column ended up being on 112, Guildsfield 106 and Willie on 106 with both teams, both top three sides playing big teams. St George's at this point though, at the bottom of the table, it all gone, it all gone. St George's 147 points, no game at the bottom of the table, that was done and dusted. 11 points ahead of them, Corvedale, who had third placed Willie. And Acton Reynolds, second eleven, third third from bottom, had sixth place, Ponsbury, second 11. Both of them playing them at home. And wow, what an end of the season. All it finished with was St George's finishing bottom with 147, very close. Then, ninth and tenth, very close. Corvdale, 162 in tenth. In 10th and six points above them, Acton Reynolds second eleven. Very, very, very close. And then only 19 points above them, hardcore first eleven. Then when we go to the top of division six, Column, eventually the victors of that division. Well done column. Yeah, well done, Column. A lot of time for Column. Yeah, a lot of friends from this podcast for Column, the John Yardley Appreciation Club. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um he finished with three hundred they finished with Well yeah they finished with three hundred and thirty-six points. Willie's second eleven only five points behind with three hundred and thirty-one. And Gillsfield, the team who are in the lead, going in with two games to go on three hundred and twelve. So a fantastic league. Were they with, in the lead, were they with two games to go? Yeah. A fantastic league with only a few points separating the teams. And wow, wow. we hope that. All three teams, well, at least two of the three teams get the promotion. Moving on to Division 7, another division which had all the twists and turns. How it ended up? The bottom of the division, done and dusted. Thornton at the bottom of the league with one game to go with 63 points. Ellsmeer second 11 with 85 points. They're miles adrift. 50 points, 15 plus points off survival. At the top, Lillishaw, second 11, 257 points. Second place, second place, Lanidlois, 274 points. One point difference. Okay, and in third, that's far behind, to be fair. yeah, third place, Cotonall, 263 points. With Lillishaw having Cotonall in the final game. So first versus second with Lanidlois playing Fortin in their final game. So all up to play form. And eventually, Lillashaw finished up as champions with 295 points, winning the title by one point. Lillishaw winning with 13 wins, only one loss and four cancellations. Lannan Glois with 14 wins, three losses and one cancellation. With Cotonor finishing on 267 points, 11 wins, five losses and two cancellations. A fantastic end of the season for the lower division clubs. Then, division eight. Very much cut and dry this division. Welshpool, 10th. Much Wenlock, 9th. Old Brighton, 8th. Iscoyd Friends Banth, 7th. Kai Glass, 6th. Condover, 2nd, 11th, 5th. Lyrishaw, 3rd, 11th, 4th. Old Scott, 3rd, 11th, 3rd. And then top two. Chirk, 2nd, eleven, Completely good, very good year for Chirk. Finishing on 265. And then, top of Division 8, Jamie Martin down is Beacon's third 11.
4: Led by Steve Reese. Fantastic season for the third 11. I know players like Ed Farrow um, in particular have really stepped up. um, And it's been great to see them in Division 7. You know, a lot of youngsters have come through. um, People like Emmett McKinley as well. um, Ed Blunt. Emmett in particular has had one or two opportunities. Uh, in the first team as well. I know the last game of the season for the first team he played um, against Newtown, I think there was four or five under-17s involved. Tom Simpson, uh, Martin Lewis, who's played a lot this year. Um, Emmett was involved. Martin Lewis is Elf- a,
3: a great cricketer. Yeah. And a great, great lad as well.
4: Yeah, he's a good lad, Martin. And young Smithy has played two or three times in the first team as well uh, this season and has done, has done fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um
2: so and great, I, um, great
4: to see great to see our third 11 sort of developing the youngsters which mm. ultimately is what we use it for
2: mm. yeah and it's absolutely fantastic and it's great for development and it moves us quickly on to the sunday divisions Now with the sunday divisions you know wearfield third 11 once again absolute champions the best team in sunday cricket which you know not many people can deny really Whitchurch and Alberby running them close with an absolute fantastic performance and Shrewsbury fourth eleven finishing fourth. Uh, and it's, big it's,
3: big shout out to James Lee because he's done a tremendous job with our third. Yeah,
2: it's been absolutely it's, fantastic. It's been
3: Love you, James Lee. And I, I hope you do it again next year, because you've done a great job.
2: Yeah, it's been fantastic from James Lee because he's blooded the youngsters and he's mixed it in with yeah, a lot of yeah, people yeah. who've never yeah, played yeah. cricket before. Yeah. And the atmosphere they've got there is, is tremendous. Mm. Youngsters, people have never played cricket before, but also then people have been playing cricket. Then let's not forget Sunday Division 2. Let's not forget Sunday Division 2, where Shelton, 3rd 11, have finished top, Oxford Street 3rd 11, in second, only seven points behind, and then Sentinel, 3rd 11, who finished three points behind, and then Wellington, 5th, who finished 40 points behind, and then 10 points behind them. Lillyshaw 4th-11. So, Wellington 5th-11, Little 4 all teams who finished who were in Sunday Division 1 last season, all in the top five. And then you're looking at teams like Newport, Bowman, Knockin, Maidley, Ellesmere, all teams who are looking to get other teams up there just for youth development. Okay, so now we move on to what I think many people will find the most interesting about the podcast. You may not, but something that most people have been talking about. The potential ups and downs and we are going to put ourselves in the position of the Shropshire committee and think about what they must be thinking, all the options and possibilities they've got when thinking about what are the divisions going to be like next season. The League Restructure Debate with Jamie Martindale, Joss Elliott and playing devil's advocate, James Hurl. Now, first of all, i realise that what they've got is a very difficult job and whatever happens.
3: I was going to say that because, they, they, you know, they do, they do a tremendous job and we're, we're not knocking them at all. And I don't envy them in the slightest for what they've got to do. And they are doing a great job. And I think we know that we're trying to get everyone in the right division as quickly as possible.
0: Mm.
2: So we're going to start at the top. When... They're promoted, so we know they're gone. Which initially leaves you with 11 teams in the Prem. Yep. Yep. With no one else going up. Now, with three teams isolated at the bottom and four teams at the top of Division 1, Shelton, Shrewsbury 2nd-11, Frankton 1st-11 and Schiffnell 2nd-11, with there being a 26 point between 3rd and 4th, that being Frankton and Schiffnell. Where do we think it's happening? Do we think that they're going to relegate one and just bring up Shrewsbury and Shelton? Do we think that they're going to bring relegate three and bring up Shelton, Shrewsbury and Frankton? Or do we think they're going to go, look, there are four teams with a massive difference there and there are four teams at the top of Division 1 who are by far and away the best teams in Division 1 and we're going to promote them. What do we think then, guys? I
4: think in terms of, points gained of both the bottom 3 clubs in the premier division and the top 4 in division 1 in terms of points gained i think it would be fair to relegate 3 and promote 4 but i also think that's a big number mm. relegating 3 and promoting 4 and i i'm not sure i'd like to see that um absolutely not yeah, I, yeah I, th- I think it'll be i think it'll be two down and three up yeah, that's what I think.
3: I mean, to to me, I think it's hard if you all Scott for example they finished two from bottom. Fair play to them, for them to be relegated, I think it's harsh. Yeah, I mm. agree. because at the start of the season you expect if you finish bottom two, you probably should be relegated. That's what you expect. They've got out of the bottom two on the last, albeit on the last day of the season, but they've got out of it. So to be relegated, I think it's harsh. Mm. Uh, I have no objection. So to me, I would relegate St. George's and Bromere and promote Shelton, Shrewsbury, and Frankton. Mm. That's the way I'd do it because Frankton to Schiffnell is a is a twenty six point gap. And that's quite a gap in itself. But this mm. is no
4: this is no ordinary season, is it? Mm. This is the first season where, from what we understand, the Shropshire Cricket Board are trying to get clubs in the. Right, in inverted commas, the right division yeah. as soon as mm. possible. This yeah. this is a bit of a unique season. Mm. Um, and like I said before, looking at the points, it's pretty clear what should be done. Mm. But I, I don't like the fact... It doesn't sit well with me that three would go down and four promoted yeah, from out. Four, yeah, from for, for, from, from a only a 12-team team 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 division yeah. in Division 1... Four to that's a third of the league to go yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, not for
2: me.
3: And possibly two go down, so half the league of yeah, not for me. Yeah, that. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah.
2: Okay, so playing devil's advocate, we've got ten. T- we've got nine teams in the Premier Division who've all got above two hundred points, and then we've got three p- three teams at the bottom of the division who haven't even been able to make it past 145. hundred forty five. You've got Old Scott Heath, one hundred forty four, who are what? Quite a way behind, Madeley. You know what I mean. And it's then you've much. got, then you've got four teams at the top. When you've got to, if you get rid of those bottom three, you've got four places to make up. And you, and you know that you've, you've made, made up these leagues, and you want to make them as even as possible as soon as possible. And you've got four teams that, are by far and away, the best teams in that division, division four. And then you've got three teams that are miles behind in the Premier Division. Why don't you swap them now? Obviously, for me, my own personal opinion, I understand why. For me, I think it would be hard to relegate Olskut because I think they do such a f- fantastic job finishing tenth at twelve, and I think they'd agree, and I think most people agree. And imagine, not their, many the, people would their, agree. Their
3: last day celebration of finishing tenth, one point at Saint George's, mm. that they've been celebrating so much. Mm. quite rightly so mm. so if the league then on the 15th of October I'd say sorry you're down anyway well that's mm. not
4: necessarily the league's fault
3: mm. no no I'm not going to the league at all but it's just mm. it's,
4: it's hard. hard I spoke to Yuri, Uri Pugh a good friend of mine Frankton wicketkeeper who is under the impression that they'll go up Frankton mm. sorry plays Frankton he will, they, they will go up and they've celebrated going up I don't know if it, I don't think it was wild celebrations, but they're they're expecting it's a bit to. Premature. It's premature. Yeah, absolutely, it's premature. You're not sure, so uh, I don't think you can say um, oh, all Scots celebrated. They stayed up. They don't know that. I don't think I, you know
2: I don't For agree. me for me I think I think because of Wem because of Wem going up I think you're guaranteed Shelton and Shrewsbury going up because I think bottom of the table goes down guaranteed. Yeah, that's, so may Bome, yeah, goes down which can guarantee Shelton going up. And then Wem going up pretty much for me guarantees that Shrewsbury second level go up. But then I think when you look at it Frankton are a team who were always in division 1 so you've got to give them the benefit that they, yeah, yeah they're fair in enough plan, fair enough you, you know what i mean they've been in the prem before they we they should well, go on. Come down much, you, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what i mean yeah. and then shift there were a lot of teams favorites and if they'd have had their strongest team throughout the season but then also do you then give them the benefit for me do you give them the benefit of the doubt do you give all Scott, that second season of we'll give you the second season, see how you do. And at the end of the day, if Schiffen will deserve that promotion, they will get it. And if All Scott deserved to go down, they'll go down next season anyway. But yeah, absolutely. also you give All Scott the chance of going. Look, we'll give you that next season to build and show that you deserve to be in the prem, build and go up, or also go to Shifnal. Oh, go on then, if you deserve it, go up. I'm not sure. It's for the league to say.
4: Right now, all Scots are better than Sheffield Twos, because mm. ultimately that's because ultimately we don't know the answer, do we? Really, we're only mm. going on speculation, and perhaps you know you might have mm. spoken to the league. We don't know if all Scott are better than Sheffield Twos, mm. do we? Really, really, do we? I think of it's. not. I think it's fifty-fifty. I I don't see how you can make that decision. But then do know. you
2: so in that case, right now, Do you do you not relegate Old Scott because they're behind? And then promote Schiftenel. Then, if Schiftenel aren't as good as Allscott, Allscott will ultimately finish top of Division One and Schiftenel 2 no. will finish bottom of
4: the Prem. No, because like I said earlier, I think it's easier to stay in a league, a higher league, than get promoted from the league below.
2: Okay. Right. So, no, so, I disagree. So, Joss, we'll go around the table. This is nothing against any team, but what would you think would be the?
3: What would fans? I do? I, I would relegate without a shadow of doubt. I would relegate Saint George and Bohemia. I would promote Shelton, Sheesby and Frank. Yeah,
4: agreed. Agreed.
3: I think All Scott Heath have finished third from Boston. They should not be relegated.
4: Yeah, absolutely. They're know. going to upset. They're going to upset. <laughs> exactly. either All Scott yeah, or yeah. Shiftleton. One of them will I'm be upset. I'm not going
3: to pray for what the league. Yeah, do. agreed. But, but basically, because Wem got promoted. It's it's put a bit of a span in the works. Nothing mm. else went, fair play went, brilliant. As we said throughout the podcast, fantastic. But basically, to me, he you've got to relegate St George's Birmingham and yeah. promote promote the top to, three. To me, you okay. shouldn't you shouldn't just
4: gift promotion yeah. to clubs. You shouldn't yeah, just gift no, it. No, no. And and I, I'm full of admiration for Schiffle Two's fantastic players, well led. Mm. Um but they finished fourth. Is finishing fourth enough for a promotion no, in a, no, in a, no, in a no.
3: league of 12? No. I'm not so sure. No, no. No. OK, OK. But, but, right, but so I would say to, I've got to, a lot to, of to me, time for shifting. I, I'm very good player. Ne- never promote fourth, but yeah. I think it's, it's easier to promote a third than relegate a third from bottom. Absolutely. It's third from bottom. Absolutely.
4: I think it's too big a change. If, yeah. you, if you, You've said earlier we could potentially lose six out of the 12, like half the league, from yeah. promotion and relegation yeah. Yeah. in yeah. Division 1. Yeah. 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 That's, for me... Losing half a league is just, okay, so we probably too too many, really. So,
2: so we're getting rid yeah. of, well, when we're going up, St George's are going down along with Beaumont Heath, yeah. and up are going the top, Shelton, yeah. Shrewsbury Second Eleven, and Frankton, and that will be what makes our Premier Division. So we move on to the next point, which is about Division One and Division Two now. We've promoted Wem, relegated St George's and Bomer Heath, and we technically uh, promoted Shelton, Shrewsbury, Second Eleven, and Frankton. Now, because of that, the Prem has 12 teams and Division 1 has 11. Now, because of that, that means that we need, if we relegate the bottom side, which is Ellesmere, who finished 35 points behind um, Kund, who finished in 11th if we relegate them and promote the top two sides which are Wellington second eleven and Cherk that brings us back to 12 teams in division 1 so all well, that we see from actually. so all we see from here is that Wellington and Cherk and for me to be honest when we did the graphics i thought that this was one of the cut and dry things i think that Wellington and Cherk well, i still think it is yeah they're the best two teams and they're the only two teams who just like it's for me guaranteed I,
3: uh, I tell you what because obviously the Wem going up has, has, has put a span on the works nothing has Wem obviously we're delighted for them mm. put a span in the works in terms of getting the right and the right leads but to me this is the opportunity to to um, level out the divisions so I would yeah, st- sure. stick with Shelton, Shrewsbury, Frankton go up St. George's Birmingham come down only Elves may go down mm. and Wellington and Schoenberg go up and then, then you have the next one yeah because so, yeah. you, you look at elsewhere, they're, they're five points adrift of drift with Kund and Kund knocking. Albury, there's nothing between them, six
2: mm. points between them. And to be honest, if you look at it, who's to say that there's not going to be any difference between Bridge North Beacon, Albury knocking Kund next season? You know, and yeah. if they recruit, yeah, what's 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 not stopping them from going into that next level? And who's to say that maybe Saint George's Beacon aren't going to be of a similar level? They'll probably be better. And we're probably going to say that they're going to, next season, when we do our season preview, they're obviously going to be the favourites to go up. But who's to say? Who knows? I think Wellington and Cherokee have been far and away the best teams in Division yep. 2. And they deserve to go up. And I think, you know, bring Ellesmere down, bridge that gap, nice and easy, Division 2. Right. So now we move on and to. And from
3: the... personal level, keep connect. I like playing
2: against Cunningham. Yeah. Club. And you know there's, when you play ones, yeah. There's a decent gap, and let's move on to Division Two and Division Three. Yeah. So, like we've mentioned, the bottom, the middle little table of Division Two is kind of like an old boys kind of like Division One with a mixture of the old, reserve Division One. But there's not too much of a mix. But then the bottom three, you've got Wroxeter and Uppington Old Brighton and Welshpool, all very close in together, but kind of. Oh Brighton and Welshpool on their own down at the bottom very much. Oh Welshpool on 165 points. Oh Brighton on 186. But then at the top of Division Three, you've got Oxfordshire Second Eleven 363, and then another big gap. But two teams who are above. The rest... Run away with it. You know what I mean? There's Mm. a top three who have run away with it, but even in the top three, there's a... Oswestry have run away with it. Again, with the bottom three, a Division 2, the league above, there's like a bottom three who are by far and away the bottom three, but Welshpool are by far and away the worst team, if that makes sense. So, you know, Oswestry get replaced by Welshpool, but then it depends on how the league see it for... Whether they promote Shelton and Ludlow to replace Roxeter and Brighton because Roxeter are like pretty much 37 points behind the next position. But, but, but it's then going... only 11 points ahead of All Brighton, who are 11th, who are 21 points ahead of Bottom. But then if you look at Division 3, the next division, Shelton, who are in second, are like 34 points behind Oswestry, who are in first. But then only seven points ahead of Ludlow. But who are it, like thirty-three points ahead of third So it's, it's quite a big gap between in division three there's quite a big gap between third and fourth, but also in division two there's quite a big gap between third bottom and fourth bottom. So it's kind of like you could you could make a you could make a case for three go up, three go down, but also you can make a case for one or two go up and one or two go up down. You I, know what I
4: mean? I think it's very difficult. The league, like I said before, to judge whether tenth place in Division Two, Rockster are better than third place in Division Three, Ladlow. You can't. You you cannot. You can't tell me that you can make an accurate no, no, no. prediction of who's better. Which which I think um, means you should rele- uh, relegate and promote. Almost the minimum number, like one or two. Mm. I don't think you can say third bottom rocks are better than third place Dudley. So, other see way me, I don't it, think you can do it.
3: I, I think the default is two up, two down. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, and that's they achieve that as closely as they can. Obviously, yeah, when, when when going up means you have to make some adjustment here, which we've done.
4: But that yeah, and that doesn't really affect yeah. the division two. So,
3: so, so, so we're saying Elsmere down one, and then. Um, two up which solves that problem mm.
0: but then
3: as much as possible we should go two up two down
2: so yeah, which absolutely. makes so in because, division regardless so, of points regardless yeah of points. so regardless of yes. points yes in division two we're saying oh Brighton and Welsh ball go down yes. and yes. Oswestry oh, and Shelton go, down, yes. and yes. Sheldon Sheldon go up, up yeah. now yeah. for but me now we've
3: got the additional thing out there's only 11 in the league now for me
2: for me I've spoken to people from the league and what they've said is if they see a big gap between the teams who are at the top and the bottom, they want to get these leagues as close as formed as as they are yeah, to be I, even I as that, possible. That. Which yeah. we hope so, so. So yeah. if there are three teams who are cut adrift at the bottom of one division mm. and there are three teams at the very top who are miles ahead of the rest, they will pro- they will more likely they want to promote teams more than relegate. And that's something that's something actually that Jamie Daly said. He said. He said there's going to be one thing, there's going to be more promotions than there are going to be relegations. Whereas then James Ralph had also said that he wished that relegation and promotion permutations would be set before the season, but obviously you know, with everything that's going on, you know, who's to know whether someone comes down from the Birmingham League? Who knows that even if, if Wen didn't make it up and mm. it all mm. makes its way down into yeah. other leagues for well, them? The
3: the the mm. league, How yeah. do you define for me,
4: miles adrift or miles clear? Yeah. Is it me, is
3: it
2: one win? Is it five wins? <laughs> what what's miles? For me, I think that the, the league would rather get the league's sorted in the first two years. So I think they're more likely oh. to relegate teams. I think they're more likely to relegate teams that they see a bit of a gap. So if you see Rockstar and Sentinel, there's a gap between at least like 38 oh, uh, points. Yeah, which is a win and a draw. Which is a win and a draw, but it's that's still that but that's still that's still enough when there's three teams who no, are at the top. Not for three, no. But I think I think it's gonna be a two season thing where they look at they look at that and they go, right, we're going to relegate those three. And there's three teams at the top of Division 3 who are three who are like ahead. So they'd much rather promote those three. And at the end of the day, if, you're, if you are Ludlow, for example, who are the worst of the three teams who possibly could get promoted in Division 3, you'll come straight back down. And if you're Rockster, who are the best of the three... Who are going down from Division Three? You'll get promoted straight back up. No, I'm not having that. That's 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 where I think that they may think. But anyway,
4: you go back back to the point. Sorry, you go back to the point earlier. It's easier to
2: stay up than go up. Hmm. It is. But again, it's gonna be interesting to see where they go with it. But anyway, the the interesting thing we got in Division Three is in the penultimate game of the season. Hinstock.
3: They conceded another game, there, so they had to. They were. They were. Is it the fifth fifth time? Is it fifth is time the in the yeah, season? Yeah. So, which meant that they had to be kicked and out of the, of the league. Which well, is putting another spell in the works.
2: Because now yeah, it that means phase. that there are only eleven teams in the league, which then has its permutations for the rest of the league. Mm. Now, if we're promoting two from each, then that's okay. Which means that we need one team to come up from Division Four, or potentially we relegate. Hodnett, Peplow, and Tibetan and we promote two from Division Four. Well, now, what are your thoughts would, on this? Yep. Do you think that we promote Hodnett, Peplow, and Tibberton? No, really. and, and really, bring Hintzok. up and bring up and bring up Chelmarsh and Wheaton Aston, or do we just keep Hodnett where they are and bring up just Chelmarsh? Now, the the thing about this is that Hodnett were ninety points ahead of Instock, who were last, mm, yeah. but still Hodnett. They're only 20, 28 points behind Quatt, whereas Chalmash are on 380 points, which is 59 points ahead of Wiet Aston, who are in second. But both teams are miles ahead of third place, which is mainly second 11, which Wiet Aston are 31 points ahead, and they are by far and away the two best teams in that league. What would you do in the position of the league?
4: I would probably relegate Hodnett and add two from Division 4 which is Chelmarsh and Wheaton Aston that's what I would do because I know Hinstock have, have unfortunately gone but back to what Josh said earlier I think the blueprint should be two up two down so you could say in inverted commas Hinstock and Hodnit are down and Chelmarsh and Wheaton Aston are yeah, up yeah. and then you make up the the numbers from lower down the pyramid yeah
3: absolutely 100% yeah. Jamie aren't right they yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. cheers Joss so
3: it's, so it's effectively only one down but it's two down because he's like disappeared. Yeah. So,
4: yeah. I like the blueprint of two up
2: two down
3: if you come bottom of the league you cannot expect to stay up
2: no I agree with to that. to be I fair know. if
3: you come second to bottom you shouldn't expect to stay up either. no you,
2: you may get it's, the order it's of lucky, lucky if
3: you do yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: okay so and now so if you
3: come second from top you should go up.
2: Mm. Yeah. So now this, for me, is it where is. it gets interesting. Because Division 4, Division 5, Division 6, these are all divisions that started with 12 teams. Now, Division 4 ended up with 11 teams. Now, Division 5 had Wem second 11, Brosley and Condover, all three teams, which I think we'd quite easily say, yeah, were the three best teams in the league. And for me, personally, I think that if they go into Division 4 next season, I don't... I don't see any reason why they don't waltz those leagues either. Well, that and that's, that's no offence to the teams in Division 4, but I genuinely don't think there's too much of a difference between the top five teams in Division 5 and those in the mid-table in Division 3. And I think Wemsek 11, fair enough. You know, a lot of teams have been surprised by them. Amazing. Brosley, they've got players who play Prem. They've got a professional. Condover, they've also got players who played Prem in Division 1 and they're smashing it. You know? well
4: i I think unfortunately as as we said hinstock relegated from division three, I think Chelmarsh and Wheaton Aston go up from division four Church mm. Stretton are unfortunately relegated mm. I think with wem twos Brosley and condover all going up, and with the points difference, I think that works pretty well mm. and and you can let three go up in that division i, gen- I you know I, I, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think I think that works yeah. you know unfortunately we have lost. A team or two.
3: So are you keeping Kogast in Division Four?
4: Yes. So that's yes, yes, and that's, so they've got a reprieve as a one-off because of a club, um, resigning. Uh, I think they get the reprieve. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's not. I'm not just saying that because of because uh, we've got friends. I'm not right having out. that. You're not having that. I'm
3: not having that.
2: No. The thing is, though, if you if you have that, that's not fair. That. If you if you, if you if you if you have that, the issue that you have I'm not having that. Well, I'm not saying it. But what I'm saying is is that Charl and Wheaton Aston go up. Yeah? I think it works. And they and they make the difference for Hodnet and whatnot, and that brings the divisions three up to twelve. But that brings one in division four, which means that division four becomes ten. Nine. Ten because well, Ch- two Ch- teams two teams go up. Yeah, Chir- the Holt, Chir- Nick comes yeah, down yeah, before yeah, we got rid yeah, of Church yeah, Stretton. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So two teams go up, Holt, Nick come down. Yeah. Yeah. So which can, makes it into a ten team yeah, league. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You promote three. Okay, so brings sorry, it yeah. on to thirteen. So it moves on to a thirteen team league. So we can't we can't keep that. So I think do you keep Condover who for me? Are, by far and away an incredible team who've got players who've played in Division 1 who've played in the Prem who have absolutely blitzed Division 5 and they've got three or four players who've played consistently in Division 1 and the Prem who have only finished 13 points behind Brosley, or do you keep Kai Glass in Division 4 a team who have finished second from bottom in the end who for the whole of the season have struggled now but have still finished quite a way above Church Drain. Now this is where I think it starts getting interesting and where the big decisions are gonna be made. Because you can make a decision where you go, well look, Chelmarsh and Wheaton-Aston at the top of that division have got double the points, more than double the points of Kai Glass and stayed up. But you're still not gonna promote a team in the division below who've got 340 points who've got more than double than second bottom in their own division, but also have team players who played in the Prem and D- Division 1. This is where the money's going to be made. Who's going to go up? Condover or is it going to be Kai Glass that go down? That's a big question. No. Joss.
3: So, to me, um, I rogue Kai and two Stratton. Yeah.
4: And you promote Condover.
3: I promote Condover,
4: yeah, yeah. I, I understand... Where Joss is coming from with the points, um, Condover finished a long way above Market Drayton. What's that? Is that seventy-one points above Drayton? Yeah, um, it is. So I understand where Joss is coming from, but I will go back to the blueprint and say I'd like to stick to two up, two down as much as possible. And and mm. I would mm. I would save Kai Glass. Uh, but if I, we go I, on I, your.
3: Which is a knock-on effect to the next one, isn't it? If we go
4: on your points point system, Kyle Glass only finished four points below Bishop's Castle and eight mm. points below North Threes. Mm. So I, I think that's extremely harsh.
2: For me, but, for uh, me, for me, the main thing that I've been told from the league and also yeah, from what I've seen from Jamie Dowley is the points. They're more likely to promote teams than relegate because for me, at the end of the day, and what I think will happen, if you get relegated and you're a team like Kyle Glass... You should be proving next season, if you're Kai Glass, you should be proving next season that you're the best team in Division 5 that you shouldn't be relegated and that you win Division 5 and that at the end of the day, if Condover aren't good enough to go up, they will get relegated. And I think this is more than this season. For the league, this is a 2-3 season thing where they want to get the teams as close as possible to they want before eventually, possibly... Turn it into a 10-team leagues. Yeah,
3: Just. OK, I get that. But what I would say is, like, two up, two down is what it should be. You should stick to that as close as possible. But I'll be more inclined to promote a team that comes third in their mm. division than relegate a team that comes third from bottom. Yeah. Because at the start of the season, you think if you come third from bottom, you think you're safe. Mm. So, for example, all Scott third from bottom, they think they're safe. And good luck to them. They should be safe. Mm. But... Third from top, Fountain, for example, they'll, they'll be a little bit disappointed if they're not promoted, but it's a bonus if they are promoted. Mm. And it's, it's much easier to promote someone that comes third from top than relegate someone that comes mm. third from bottom.
2: Yeah, and so, because because the teams who are coming down, they've got more chance of going up than the teams who are going up have got relegated. And that's, for me, that's the main thing. Really? And we move up, yeah, I think so anyway. Anyway, we move on to the bottom of Division 5 where it continues getting interesting because from here, we've promoted the top three. Yeah? Who po- well, you, we've two potentially- <laughs> you two have. You two have, I have Well, we've potentially promoted the top three, which means that the league is a team of nine. So you want half of Division 6 up now? Well, we've promoted... We've got nine and then we've added two teams from Division 4. Which makes it a, a division of 11. Now, how many teams go down from Division 5? Montgomery, well and away, the, the bottom side of Division 5, I would say, Josh. Do you not think? Yep, yeah, just Monty down. Yep, so Monty Mon- Mon- goes down. Mon-
3: Mon- Mon- I hate because I love Monty, Mon- a great club.
2: Monty <laughs> goes down, which makes it a team of 10. But then, so then that makes Column. 336, they go up naturally, I think, which makes 11. And then Willie go up on 331, which makes 12. Willie goes up. So Willie's second 11 go up on 331. But then third place, Gillesfield, who finished on 312 points, miles away from everyone else, but in third, don't go up. And also, Witcher second 11, in which case who have finished quite a way off in 11th, who finished second from bottom, don't go down. What are you thinking? So, Witcher at second 11, second from bottom, don't go down. Well, also, Gillsfield, who have been top for most of the season in Division 6, but end up in third because of two bad games at the end of the season, don't go up.
3: Yeah, it's an interesting point. But I tell you what, Witcher seconds, play at second, we played them um, at Albury, and they absolutely thrashed us. They they posted more than three hundred in forty five hours. Were you Bolly? I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> th- three of their four top, three of their top four scored sixty plus. They absolutely th- they were so so strong. Was just shows that with these big clubs. It depends who's available.
2: You don't know, do you? But at the end of the day, they've ended up finishing second exactly. the bottom. So does exactly. that. Do you, again, if they're more likely to promote than relegate, do you switch Gillsfield for Witchers? And that's again another big question that you ask. But again, if we're going for it, we're saying what? We keep Witchers and we let leave Gillsfield down in Division 6? Or are we promoting Gillsfield and relegating Witchers, A team who think they should be higher up. I, I, um, it's going to be a toss up, I think, between the two, isn't it?
4: 54 points ahead of Kun seconds.
2: Okay, so... It's a big gap. We think it's going to be a toss-up between Wicherts and Gilsfield, of which we don't know. Which moves us on to the next part. Okay, so we move on to the next part, which is the bottom of Division 6 and the top of Division 7. And, again, another one which is really hard-pushed because the end of Division 6, you know, there was not a lot separating the bottom three sides. But eventually... St George's third eleven ended up bottom with 147. have ended up second from bottom 162 and six points ahead of them. Acton Reynolds second eleven 168. Whereas in the top of Division 7, oh, Livershaw, second eleven, 195. Lanidloy, one point behind them in second, 264. But Coton Hall huh? finished 267. Oh. And Lillishaw played Coton Hall in the final game of the season. So Coton Hall were only 10 points behind Lillishaw. So if Coton Hall would have beat Lillishaw, it could have been like five points between first and third. So now the next question is, is do you just promote Lillishaw and Adlois because they're by far and away the best and relegate Corbdell and St George's or do you look and just go look? There are three sides who are the worst in Division 6 and the are three sides who are by far the best in Division 7 and promote them. Or, do we look at these sides and think also, look, Division the Prem to Division 6, they are, te- they are divisions which we predicted being 12 Division sides. Or do we go, look, let's forget that, let's make Prem to Division 3, 12 sides, and we make Division 4 to 8, 10 sides. Or do we say, look, let's forget that completely and make division seven and eight one big division of twelve sides and we do the rest as we come. They're the big questions I say, just
3: I stick to my guns and say you do not from you do not relegate anyone that finishes third from bottom. Because at the start of the season they thought if they finish this from bottom, they're safe. Mm. So therefore it's not fair to relegate after one second. It's much easier to promote someone who comes third from top because they're not going to complain about that. They're happy. Yeah, it's a bonus for them. that That's my thinking. I'd much rather promote a third than relegate a third from bottom.
2: Mm.
4: Jamie?
2: I agree entirely. I haven't really got anything to add. I've got to be honest. Okay, so we go for... Shaw and Landon going up and St George's going down. Fantastic. And then I think from Division 8 and Division the bottom of Division 7, we're quite clear-cut. Ellesmere 2s and Fortin 2s go down yeah, not, with not bad, aren't they? Beacon 3s and Church 2s going up. And don't get us wrong, we want everyone to do well. So we hope all the teams who get relegated this season do well next season... And we look forward to hearing all about what you're doing. But anyway, that's what we think is going to go on with the league restructuring. Let us know. Tweet us. Facebook us. And anyway. Okay, so we move on to a section which is transfer rumours. And... This is going to be something that goes on throughout the season. So if you have any transfer rumours or if you know something of a transfer that's gone through, just let us know. First of all, um, something that is confirmed, Maidley have got there overseas for next year, who is a Ran- Ranji Trophy player for Goa and he's a right-handed top-order batsman and right-arm medium. So I think he's going to do all right and we be interested to see how he does in the Shropshire League next season Maybe Maybelline.
3: for Maybelline.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Got to look at Beacon. What are they going to be doing? Are they going to be getting his, a pro next season? They're going to be continuing with uh, Jack Doyle. Um, is that something that you're going to be looking at, Jamie? I think we'll certainly
4: try and get Jack back if, I hope he, you do. if he wants to. Um, I'm pretty sure the club will have him back, will want him back. From a personal point of view, I'd happily have him back. I'd love him back. Mm. Um it's it's obviously whether he's keen, whether it works for him and his potentially um university course in Australia. Um I don't know. But I'm sure that will come become apparent mm. in the next few months. But we, we got Jack at the last the last minute um this season. Mm. I think we got him start or middle of April. So we got him very, very late. Um but I think it's 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 up to him really. But we'd have him. We'd have
3: him. Uh, is there any truth that um Ryan Lockley might be working with Steve Reese in your thirds this, next season?
4: Uh, probably not next season no. Yeah. But Lockley may come to the club in a couple of years when he's been dropped from the county.
3: Ooh. I heard he was leaving leaving um. Hales are in. Yeah.
4: No, he he's won't. He, he won't give up his two hundred pound a game at Hales Owen just yet. Oh, no.
2: Okay. Ah, interesting. So, um, apart from Beacon, uh, what else have we heard, Just
3: It's interesting time of year, when you look at who's being put, The Rumour all started, don't they? <laughs> so, so one, one of the big things coming out of the, uh, the off season is that um, Sentinel <laughs> appears to be approaching everyone apart from <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Could replace Craigie. <laughs> I've hit a big six at Kunt. <laughs> um, oh. Other than that, um, I'm not sure. There's rooms of people from Kund, um looking for looking for new nesting places.
2: Uh, I don't know. At Sentinel, yeah. But no, yeah. It's 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 interesting, and um, obviously Sentinel. If they're gonna lose a certain player, then you know they're obviously gonna have to start recruiting. Um, I've heard them go after numerous players, to be honest. And yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Albabry, not that kind of club. If you want to come play for us, ask us, and we'll take you on. To be honest, that's the kind of club we are. But yeah, um, it's definitely going to be an interesting off season. And if you hear of anything, do let us know. We do know of a certain player, possibly a big name, possibly Zimbabwean, who may be going to Shelton. And well, there's, um, there's a couple linked with Sheldon, isn't there? A, a couple uh, of good names. spinner, possibly from Kunz going to Sentinel. And uh, yeah, anything else, Jamie? Um, no, I mean, we're, we're actively
4: pursuing one or two. I'm sure Newtown will be looking at Welshpool again. They seem to be taking a player from Welshpool every season at the moment.
2: But yeah, it definitely makes interest in reading. And if you hear of anyone going to any other club or you don't even want to mention them or you want to... Add them into our transfer rumor mill, let us know. But yeah, it's been a fantastic season and gonna round it all up. So, just a reminder that the next episode we're gonna be doing an indoor season preview, Josser. Yeah, we actually already started. But it's gonna be fantastic, and we're gonna preview what we think's gonna be happening in the leagues because it goes on all the way through. March into April, into the start of the summer season, and it's a great way to keep yourself going. And even if you don't have a team, we can make sure that you can find one because there are lots of teams who don't have players and who also, well, who may have players but also just need someone to fit in from now and again. It's a great way to keep in Nick throughout the off season, isn't it? Joss and Jamie, indeed, absolutely brilliant. Anyway, this moves us on to our conclusion. So all that leaves us to say is thank you very much for listening to episode 8 of the Cow Corner podcast and remember to like our Facebook page follow our Twitter page Cow Corner Pod and make sure that you interact with us and let us know what you think about all the podcasts follow us on Spotify follow us on SoundCloud you know, let us know in the comments below in SoundCloud follow all of everything that we give you and yeah well thank you very much for all the support that you give us and if you want to when we put up our Patreon please make sure that you support us very much it's all very much appreciated we love you and we're only doing this for the Shropshire cricket community anyway and yeah thank you very much and all it reminds me to say is thank you very much to Joss Elliot. Cheers Felix and
3: um, we'll be talking about indoor next time.
2: Yep, indoor, indoor yeah, next episode. And thank you very much to the one and only Beacon Tapper-Upper. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't want you anymore, her, like some of the things <laughs> you said tonight. Uh,
2: thank you very much to Jamie Martindale. No worries, thanks for having me on, gentlemen. And uh, catch us for the next episode, the indoor special. Thank you very much, guys. See you next week.